Albuquerque's macro aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Tuesday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk on AM 1600, K-I-V-A-B-Q.FM, rockoftalk.com. Happy New Year, everybody. You know, it's a brand new fiscal year as well. And hopefully you and yours enjoyed your, if you're still celebrating it, according to everybody, 4th of July. Uh, certainly something to celebrate. How much longer will we get to celebrate it for really is the uh, question as you guys continue to give away your liberties, your freedoms. And uh, your opportunity that sits in front of you. We've got a lot to get to here in today's edition. Don't forget, you can catch us on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, podcasting on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify, apping at rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. And, of course, you can find Peter Muska directly at rockoftalk.chat, the tip-tip-tap of his little keyboard. Now, how are you? How was your fourth of July? Oh, Eddie, five days with my golden retrievers. Uh, the, the audience will be subjected to a very mellow D-Dowd musket today. Okay, good. A little zen uh, moment, if you will. <laughs> Seems like there's a little bit of a zen moment kind of coming in uh, for the Republicans and uh, really for the opposition. But, you know, if <laughs> it's a republic if you can keep it. And I don't know that you can keep it because I think you are going to give it away uh, yet again. I think that is what is going to happen because... One, there's too much infighting with Republicans. Two, I don't know if you could be served a better platter than what you have uh, here during the midterm elections in 2022. And as we you know, tip over the 4th of July, a lot of you are contemplating, what does America really mean? And you know, there's these mealy-mouthed, white, milk-toast Republicans who feel like they have to sort of bend over and become politically correct to hang out with their cool, woke children. And uh, let me tell you, that will not serve you well politically. So... Be very careful. The battle lines should be drawn in your home. They should be drawn at your workplace. They need to be drawn everywhere because we have been at war, folks, for more than two, almost two and a half years. And um, you don't call it a war. You say, uh, we're going to go ahead and go along to get along. And we always know what they want for us to do is right. Well, people don't really feel that way. They don't really feel that way. They're doing things. They're going through exercises. Uh, they're making compromises. And I, I read something very important on Saturday's show and in Saturdays in the Salon with Jim Hammond talking about the word compromise. And there is a sort of, uh, I think, the virtue of selfishness, to borrow Ayn Rand's book, which now I'm going through a very second time uh, because it is that good. It is quite possibly the most apropos uh, book. And in the middle of manually operating my radio station all weekend long. And for the times that there are silences, I literally fell asleep. And you can see I look a little bit haggard and tired. Uh, we'll be getting my switcher in hopefully tomorrow. And then we'll be all done. And then you'll be having a robot to run the radio station for all I care. I don't have to do it all the time. So sorry for that digression here. But let's talk about the opportunity. The opportunity is the fact that Joe Biden has a approval rating lower than anybody at this point during his president, his presidency. Can't say her yet, right? That'll happen if uh, Republicans continue to do what they do. It'd be nice if they come up with their own uh, female uh, Republican candidate at some point. Nikki Haley isn't going to do it at 1%, 2%, okay? But his approval rating is 36%. And this number absolutely bothers you and me because you can't figure out how this guy got 83 million votes and has an approval rating of 
36%. All you know is that people don't mind failing if it means that the guy that they hate, Donald Trump, doesn't get to be back in the White House. It looks pretty good for Trump if DeSantis doesn't declare. It looks pretty good. Okay. You know how Donald Trump gets back into the White House? If Biden does such an incredibly miserable job that you'd actually prefer those people who hated Donald Trump to say, oh, I guess things weren't so bad when Donald Trump was in office. But you got this luxury and you caught yourself and you saw it, you said, well, I'm fat and happy. I can have an opinion on the president. And you turned it into a blood sport. You turned it into a sport where bashing Trump became the daily grind in the media, daily grind everywhere. Now you have a failing country. Your current president has a 36% approval rating. It's the lowest ever at this point in his presidency. Seven in 10 Americans don't want Joe Biden to run for president. Seven in 10 Americans, not Democrats, not Republicans, seven in 10 Americans, 70% of the country don't want him to run for president again. And then you have a guy like Mitt Romney, featured in uh, today's rockoftalk.chat. Uh, thank you, Dowd. And I will tell you that this is the milk toast, mealy mouth Republican that hates other Republicans, that isn't a Republican, that is controlled opposition, that could send us reeling. This from the AP, Mitt Romney, Biden, genuinely a good man. A Trump return would feed sickness in America. My gosh, do you remember when that man threw the presidency back in 2012, when he got Barack Obama reelected after the biggest Tea Party growth, uh, congressional growth in the 2010, the swing midterms, I think, if I'm not mistaken, quite possibly the biggest gain for the Republicans, I think, in its history. You can go back and uh, check that out, Dowd, and uh, see if that is true. It could have been the biggest Republican returns in our history. And here we are. We're sitting at this, and we're saying, okay, I think we're doing it. We hear Clay and Buck. It's like we're counting our chickens before we're hatched. Oh, it's going to be a landslide victory. You don't hear that on Glenn Beck. You hear sort of this landslide victory tip of the hat coming on Hannity. What we can't is we can't become cheerleaders. We have lost every single battle. We know that the Democrats will do whatever it takes to win. Whatever it takes. The Republicans don't. Romney says he praised Joe Biden sitting in the White House and trashed the overwhelming favorite to be the GOP's 2024 presidential nominee Monday, an opinion piece published in The Atlantic, which is a liberal rag. He asserted that the United States is a nation in denial over cataclysmic threats against it and that the former president, Donald Trump, is a leading cause of the malay, normality, excuse me. He penned it. President Joe Biden is a genuinely good man. We've been talking about Hunter Biden. We've been talking about what this man has do, done to destroy America. He is literally the problem in Washington. No one has been more entrenched in the Washington elite than Joe Biden. But he has yet been unable to break through our national malady at denial, deceit, and distrust. He's trumping up those January 6th because he's so incredibly jealous of Donald Trump. A return to Donald Trump would feed the sickness, probably rendering it incurable. Congress, particularly disappointing, our elected officials put a finger in the wind, more frequently than they show backbone against it. At the very same time he's saying that, there's no one more milk toasty, more uh, anybody that flows with the wind more than uh, Mitt Romney. Too often, Washington demonstrates the maxim for the evil. The thrive only requires good men to do nothing. That's what Joe Biden has done, has done 
nothing. Was that not the biggest uh, landslide victory, I think, for the Republicans down? Uh, Eddie, because of the you know redistricting and, and resizing of the House, you can't compare throughout history. What we can okay. say definitively okay. is that Republicans in that year, that was 2010, setting up a potential presidential victory in 2012, of course, that didn't happen because Mitt Romney was the nominee, 63 net gain, biggest shift in seats in the House since 1948. So remember this. Here's the lesson here. Let's say it is going to be a landslide victory. Let's say that's going to be a go ahead and big run up for the Republicans. Let's be excited about that, right? And say, okay, so we're going to lose in 2024. That's that's what you need to understand here. Like you're going to get complacent and say, oh, we got Congress. You're just going to be in a locked up congressional setup where we're going to be getting nothing done because you have to get rid of the milk toast republicans they are the problem in this country more than anybody else more than democrats at least we know how stupid democrats are republicans they're hiding right in plain sight they're right there with you oh yeah that sounds good oh yeah i'm for that they're the guys that sit there and argue with you and continue to argue with you and continue to argue with you you're like are we on the same team or aren't we you can't figure it out. And there's way too much controlled opposition here locally, and there's way too much controlled opposition nationally, just like Mitt Romney. doesn't matter what we talk about, what policies we throw out, what the poll's saying. What really matters ultimately is can we get rid of these guys who are doing what they're doing to us. Back after a quick break, three minutes back here in the Kiva. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. A lot more to get to when we return. years ago today 1961 a great song there released by the great ray charles and uh, of course that was uh, featured in the movie uh, the fisher king and he was uh, doing this whole bit where he'd go back and forth and people would call up and he'd hang up on them and you know he'd read people's minds it's a really good thing uh, jack i forget the guy's name but 61 years ago uh, today happy national workaholics day there dowd uh, he taps uh, there right there there it is uh, he's gonna check out early today to go hang out i guess with the last day with the dogs uh their uh, their human mother is coming home tonight at oh. 10 o'clock to the sunport so i gotta Ooh. cheese it a little bit and make sure they're okay in the evening hours oh yeah absolutely follow through we uh we will talk tomorrow about uh dog sitting i read an interesting article about just how the premium put up with that just because everyone's trying to get out and do something like they don't care they've got to leave their dogs behind everyone needed their pets during covid right and then all of a sudden they got to escape them right dowd because they got to go somewhere they're going to lose their minds so eddie i I think uh intelligence is is, people there's no such thing as intelligence. It's just living a long time. I'm an old man now, and that that's the reason I'm smart. I've just lived a lot. When they announced at the beginning of the lockdown, and you had these idiot, usually young men and women, 
in animal shelters showing how all the cages were open and we're not going to have to have animal shelters anymore. I knew, I knew, I think I was sitting in the studio that day when, when there's some national story about how wonderful this this is. Not everybody is meant to have a a dog or a cat or an alligator. I thought, you know what? Long-term, this is not going to go well. People are taking care of animals. If they don't fit into your lifestyle, it can be very difficult. Uh, The the vet bills can be out of control. And then of course, it wasn't long before we started when when smart states started stripping away their lockdowns people didn't know how to take care of these animals anymore it just it, it was this typical like third grader uh, little girl optimism that that only you know liberals can can embrace i said okay it, maybe it's good for some people but i bet you a lot of those animals are going to be sent right back to the animal shelter and from what i read that was the case for a lot of them yeah in fact they had a massive uh, animal adoption we'll talk about all that uh, tomorrow once you sort of tidy up uh, the final uh, moments there with your uh, dog sitting yours. But it, it, it's very lucrative for the dog sitters now uh, because you don't care enough about your dogs. It's really that much. You care more about vacation than you do your dogs. You needed your dogs every second of the day. You needed your cats or, as Dowd said, your alligators, and it's it's all right there. All right, so uh, National uh, uh, Workaholics Day. And you don't. You're not working. Uh, everyone's checking out. Many, many people just checking out all over the place. Uh, hardly uh, nigh a car on the road, etc. I mean, I don't even know who buys billboards anymore because there's nobody on the damn roads, to be quite honest. And there doesn't seem to be any traffic uh, to really speak of as well. We'll get back to um, Joe Biden. And here's what's really happening. So people can pay attention. So back to the Republicans. The Republicans are going to throw away an opportunity because... The media is drowning everything in what recession, what recession, no one's losing their jobs. Okay, July, August, September, October, November, and not very long. Can you hold on to your employees for another three, four, five months? And if you can, then we can hold on to control and power and the Democrats and the liberals and the rhino Republicans continuing to dominate this country. Okay? Folks, don't you like working? You do. They don't. They don't want to go to work. They don't want to go anywhere. They just want a vacation all the time. They don't They don't like working, okay? So what they will do is they will increase their layoffs after the midterm elections because they don't want it to look bad. And they're saying there's no recession because there's no layoffs. And what is absolutely crazy, and I sent Dowd the information earlier today, the Atlanta Fed can't keep a tally on what's really happening in the economy. So you're not laying people off. You paid these companies to pay off their people. Why are you doing that? And the Atlanta Fed had to revise their numbers and said, well, we have about a negative percentage growth rate. And then they bounced it the very next day to negative 2.1% Dowd. And in doing so, immediately you realize, oh, we are actually in a recession. If we have negative GDP growth and you're not laying anybody off, well, someone's paying for it. You are. The taxpayers, the trillions of dollars that was printed out is going to make sure that they keep the Democrats in power. And they're going to tell you and gaslight you is, well, we've never seen a recession like this where everyone were practically fully employed throughout the rest of the country. Red states are fully employed because they're mostly private. And they like to keep people working, and they didn't lay off that many people. They didn't go into the doldrums like the blue states did, where we had record unemployment rates. New Mexico, Illinois, New York. Like, these are the real issues. We're not going to talk about gun control. We're not going to talk about abortion. Those are like, you know, sideshows at this point, as far as I'm concerned. It's the economy, stupid. 
It's inflation. And they're lulling you to sleep yet once again with the gas prices. Oh, gas prices. Like you literally see people. Oh, okay. I guess what? I got a deal at 475. Like you're an idiot. Do you realize like 475, you would have been complete. So they know the psychology. The Democrats know the psychology. And now they're going to be sending you money so that they can get your vote. And I swear these people are suffering from amnesia. I'm like, what recession? If you look last night across the Rio Grande, throughout the valley, in the poor neighborhoods, you saw them blasting hundreds, if not thousands of dollars in fireworks. Throughout, I mean, I had a, uh, on top of the building, I had the most unbelievable fireworks that I've ever seen. Compounded with the most lawless place in Albuquerque, All every illegal firework was lit, I'll bet you on per capita basis, we lit more legal fireworks in the city of Albuquerque than we did any other place. If you want to go anywhere for the 4th of July, this is it, folks. Albuquerque, New Mexico. Between the printed money, the giveaways, the fact that no one's going to be policing that. We had a, a big drag show, drag uh, racing show. Excuse me, not a drag show. Because that means something else now. That's later. Yeah, we're not going to touch that. Tomorrow. I sent down some, some articles on that. We have got this incredible sort of amnesiac economy where it's like, oh, things aren't that bad. Things aren't so terrible. This is where the Republicans are going to lose come November. The media is going to turn your brain into mush and say, look at all the wonderful things that Michelle Lujan Grisham did for you. Unless you can preserve it and keep it and fight all the way across the line. This is Mark Ronchetti's race to lose because you can't get a much worse economy than what we have in the state of New Mexico. Lowest lowest, uh, employment rate, highest unemployment rate, seven months running, certainly going to be eight, nine, ten months. Uh, We're now being discussed as a abortion haven. All these issues, if you line them up, it's like, well, this is perfect. If I was going to dream about a Republican landslide in the state of New Mexico, this would be the year. But you're too busy fighting over whatever is left of the Republican Party. That's the problem. And you don't want to recognize the real leaders of the Republican Party. Heck, you guys try to take me out. That's absolutely ridiculous. Now, let's, let's, let's get to it. Because this is incredible. The recession is real. In Washington, D.C., it's all they can talk about. It's why they don't want Joe Biden to run again. Seven in ten Americans. Price spikes. The aggressive interest rate hikes. Expect another seven. I mean, if you elect a Democrat while they're increasing interest rates, think about this. How did they keep President Barack Obama? Check my work again yet, Dowd. They didn't increase the interest rates not one time over the entirety of eight years during Barack Obama. That guy had more training wheels and more help than any other president in the history of this country. Oh, well, let's just go ahead and help him out because he's black. Basically, basically, oh, hey, look at him. Look, he's got great moves. Oh, he can dance. He's such a nice guy. What a beautiful smile. Like the, the, the country's in a hellhole, and you're like, whoa, just look at our president. I'm so proud of him. Couldn't pay his bills back in 2005, but suddenly he's president in 2012 and owns a $10 million house in Kauai. And you got people like Janice, uh, Janet Yellen making ridiculous excuses to the tuners like, uh, that doesn't even make sense, lady. Aren't you supposed to be the central banker? It's because these people only care about one thing and one thing only, power. We need the Republicans to care about one thing and one thing only, power. 
Not deals, not side deals, not kickbacks, not uh, what's in it for me. See, this is the problem with so many Republicans. This is the problem. I mean, and on both sides of the pendulum, we've got nobody really fighting for real New Mexicans and real Americans. The central bank is willing to tolerate a recession if it means getting inflation under control. What does that tell you? Five, six, seven, eight interest rate hikes. Doubt had this in his rock of talk dot chat blast. Peak inflation, are we there yet? No. They said we were in the peak in March, and then it bounced back up in May. And what happened? Dowd went across all of the states, and what did we find? The real story is what? For the very first time, none of those states had a delta in the positive direction coming out of the inflation. I forget you're tracking how many states, 12 or 13 different states in that, and have not uh, seen anything like that. Yeah, a majority of states have gotten all their jobs back since before lockdown. And every every month I would look and a couple of states would claw their way back up. And the last data month that they released, no states had clawed their way back. And Eddie, I hate to say it, but the numbers are coming out two weeks from Friday, the state employment numbers. And I may, I'm may i going to start tracking the states that may be actually slipping backwards again. We may be headed in the opposite direction. Uh, to answer your question, for seven straight years, the federal funds rate remained at 0.25% for Barack Obama well into his second administration. And then there were a couple of really minor rate hikes as he was leaving office, but for seven straight years, they held it to almost nothing. This is how you know we are in a recession. You look at those little tiny movements and across a bigger number of states, and you track those uh, things so that you can understand what's really happening. Heck, even the richest person in the world is slamming Joe Biden. We'll talk about that next. Biden slammed by Jeff Bezos, celebrated by China. A write-up by Andrew Moran and Liberty Nation News. Back after a quick break here in the Kiva. What you said? Everyone was in love with Linda Ronstadt. Your parents were. Heck, you, I think even I was to a certain degree. That that song, I feel like every song is uh, Hit the Road, Jack, Joe Biden. You're no good. You're no good. You're no good. Also dedicated to Joe Biden. We kind of got that guy out of office. He's a, he's a bad dude. We got to get Romney out of office. No, he's a bad dude, too. We got a lot of uh, texts uh, coming in. Uh, yes, it is true. I did take yesterday off, but I was literally in the station all weekend long as I yelled uh, through the text message uh, at Dowd. Not that I was yelling at him. I was just letting him know I'm very angry because I wasn't able to do as much as I want. But we made the best of it. Me and the boys had a great time. And uh, so that was good. That uh, song, by the way, released back in 1974. It's as old as I am. Actually, older than me uh, by a year. Um, I love uh, Dowd's uh, blast at the top because this means so much to me, I think, now and I think to you. Politics is the art of stopping people from minding their own business. Well, happy birthday to the 26th amendment under one of the greatest Republican history, uh, presidents in history. That would be Richard Nixon. Yeah. Uh, look at what that man did. He accomplished a lot. I know that's not a popular thing to say or things like that, but back in 1971, older than you by year, the voting age was lowered from 21 to 18. Now you Republicans don't need to 
uh, celebrate that. Uh, that, that, that you're not trying to attract younger people, right? You're just like, ah, kvetching about this. <laughs> really old. Eddie, Eddie, I was at the uh, I was at the Corrales Fourth of July. Uh, uh, parade uh, uh yesterday morning of course the governor was there i've never seen the governor with my own eyes before oh yeah uh and uh, there, huh? <laughs> that's not not something i need to see again but no, no, uh no. she she had her forces out uh in in significant numbers dozens and dozens of people's people with her uh all races creeds colors ages shapes and sizes and then a little bit later in the parade the sandoval county federation of republican women came by in the back oh. of a truck and they were four old white women uh waving at the crowd so yeah. I, I think it illustrated the difference between the Democratic Party and the Republican Party in the state very, very well. Yeah. The age thing <laughs> Not is. that I'm bashing the Sandoval County Federation of Republican Women. I will state, I'm just saying, they're, I'm sure they're fine people. I'm just saying it illustrated the strength of one coalition versus maybe the uh, rather narrow, limited nature of another coalition. In the uh, third hour, we'll be celebrating the uh, birthday of a very famous rock and roll star uh, to kick off hour number three. And I set it all up for you, so hopefully, Dowd, you'll be in your car uh, pounding away at that. But it's something that we've got to be a lot more hip than we are. I apologize uh, for that, but uh, we've got to be a lot more hip than we are. We're just, we're just not, unfortunately. So I guess uh, on that front, uh, let's just talk about how hip. Hey, you're an Amazon. You're into all the tech stuff. Jeff Bezos, right? Oh, you got the latest sneakers. You got the latest coolest shirt you got all this kind of stuff like that's hip that's attracting people you know i showed up i think in my blue jordans uh my air jordan fours carolina blue yeah you could look them up uh size 14 by the way yeah, you could look all that stuff up here on you know x stock and the, the rest of that well you know that's the type of attraction that young young people they turn their heads they pay attention to tastes and likes and all that kind of stuff who do you think has to pay more attention to taste than anybody a guy like jeff bezos now I don't like Amazon, um, but they've become increasingly unreliable. Plus, you know, they've, they've got some real problems there. I believe their workers, if I'm not mistaken, wanted to unionize and Apple's actually unionized. Yep. These young people, the last thing that they would want to do is unionize if they actually knew what it meant. That's when we as Republicans could do a much better job of communicating to them the opportunity of being unique, not being tied to the pay of somebody else. What's your what's the one thing? that your kids constantly say that you need to eliminate. That's not fair. Get rid of that. So what? Life isn't fair. Get outside. This is what you have to do. My kids, they didn't get the bonus this week after getting all of their, they, they didn't get all their chores done. If they would have checked off all the boxes, got all the things, then I would have rewarded them. They would have got the bonus at the end, of, but they didn't. So they're learning. Oh man, we didn't get to where like literally almost twice as much money they would have made just by completing everything that was there. Like, that's incentivization, right? If you go to that NPR, what they did, and this is all about what the 4th of July means to you, they decided to focus on, oh, that's not fair, by not reading for the very first time, what, in 33 years, Dowd, I think it was? Yep, yep. 33 years. They have read the Declaration of Independence on the radio. I believe, uh, I don't even know the guys that are on there on NPR. It's been so long since I've listened. Although there is Michael Brasher at, at, at 4 a.m. 891 A&W. Uh, by the way, you want to see something really funny? I literally am the, we are the literally number one radio station on something called TuneIn. 
Cumulus is buying that hand over fist to try and squash. They won't even recommend the Rock of Talk on Tune. <laughs> yeah, they block and they say your browser's outdated. Blah blah blah. Okay, sorry for the digression here. I've got too much on my mind. Okay, Dowd, that NPR. What is the very first thing they talked about? Instead of independence, they want to play. This is my Independence Day, Juneteenth. We're gonna get rid of Father's Day. That's not fair, right? They have all this crap, and then. What did they decide to do instead of read the Declaration of Independence down? Uh, well, they wanted they sparked a discussion between two uh, professors. They both were, oh, they were a Pulitzer Prize winning historians. Uh, I believe at least, at least one of them was oh, both were both were from uh, Harvard. So uh, you know you know you you know you're getting fair and balanced there. Uh, so they had an 11 minute discussion over the meaning of equality. We we couldn't just read the brilliance of the document. We had to actually bring it up to you know look at the last couple of centuries of history and how we failed to live up to that promise. Of course, I mean that's that's what we do now. You know what you know what Jeff Bezos feels really bad about you know he doesn't want to be the richest person in the world he cares more about equity equity amazon founder jeff bezos took exception to the comments from joe biden he had a message for those evil mom and pop gasoline station owners you're taking too much money you're making too much money like you're gaslighting the entire country bro you're the one who caused the rise in, in gas prices cut your prices now oh just arbitrarily cut the prices, huh? Uh, because you told me so I can go out of business with this corn? In recent months, the administration has pointed the finger at the people who flipped the numbers on the sign instead of exploring the root cause of the nation's energy drop. I literally talked to stupid people at the laundromat, and they said, oh, that the Keystone, the XL pipeline never even opened, man. That wasn't even real. <laughs> okay. We were energy independent. Right. We didn't care about equity. We made it cheaper for our people. And then we cut it off and everything is twice as much. Donald Trump said to you directly, you're going to be paying five, six, seven dollars at the pound at the pump. That's a reality. The president's random afternoon tweet caught the attention of Jeff Bezos and a Chinese state journalist. Even more comical about his remarks is that they came after the U.S. government canceled another oil and gas lease sale. And guess who he didn't meet with? Oil and gas people from Texas. My message to the companies running gas stations on a tweet and setting prices at the pump. Setting prices at the pump? There's nothing not how it works. There is nothing more market-driven than the price of gas and oil and what it takes to refine it and get it to your cars. Eddie, I've been doing some research on uh, gas sure. stations because I'm going to do a piece coming up on, on this on rockoftalk.chat. Rock uh -huh. I think there's something like 100,000 different places you can purchase retail gasoline in America. There is uh, arguably no product or service that is more competitive in our country than that particular uh, that, that product. I mean, it is hyper, hyper competitive. And a lot of drivers, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not one of them, but a lot of drivers, they will just keep driving to, to save one cent. I mean, there's a That's fair number of people right. who really monitor this stuff. And this is, you know that, because the guy across the street, he's at 449. The other one is at 452. You go, you'll drive all around, make the U-turn to save three cents on 20 gallons. You're like, what did I just do to save 60 cents? I risked my life. But you'll, you'll be willing to do it. You'll be willing to do it because you don't want to feel cheated. And if you want have one gas station who's decided and said, oh, you're, you're right, I'm going to cut my prices. Well, what do you think the other guy is going to do? He ain't going to cut his prices. He still has to make a profit. He has bills to pay. He has things that he has to do. Prices at the pump is simple. This is a time of war and global peril. We're still talking about the Ukrainian-Russian war. Why? 
Why? Biden tweeted, bring down the price you are charging at the pump to reflect the cost you're paying for the product and do it now. He's accusing every gas station owner of gouging. Jeff Bezos took exception to the comments, replying that they demonstrated either straight ahead misdirection or deep misunderstanding of basic market dynamics. It also prompted a reaction from White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre, of course she's liberal, who argued that the current situation is not basic market dynamics. It's a market that's failing the American consumer. This is all propaganda. All of it. So let's go back to the Republicans once again. Okay. If you're rationalizing any vote for anybody but a Republican at this point, you are not a Republican. Okay. If you are pushing back against Donald Trump and saying that he is worse than Joe Biden, in my opinion, you are not a Republican. There's way too much opportunity that's been given to us, and they're failing right in front of you. What do the Democrats know? They know that the Republicans will eat their own before they eat the Democrats on the other side because the Democrats control the federal government. And what's happened in the federal government is that everything is bloated, is more expensive. Uh, the three-letter, four-letter agencies within the government, they're all run by lifetime bureaucrats, 90 to 95%, maybe more, Dowd, which are registered Democrats. People who work for the state, for the city, for the federal government are by and large registered Democrats. They're the last to be laid off, the first to be paid, the first to be bailed out. And you're sitting here listening to their propaganda that they continue to ooze out. These people are absolutely no good. From President Biden all the way down to the rest of the people who are gaslighting us, trying to accept this, this is how they're going to win. They're going to win if they continue to have the control that they have. And it's pretty sad, folks. you got to do something about this. And the best thing that you could possibly do is keep yourself informed and don't listen to the mainstream media. ABC, NBC, CBS, the rest of that crap that's out there. Back after a three-minute timeout right here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVA, ABQ.FM. stripped at the Super Bowl, Janet Jackson, for you. You, you might remember that, right? Uh, she was there with Justin uh, Timberlake. Uh, he ripped off the bra, and you were uh, very first. I was actually TiVoing that, but I did TiVo, and I had the the opportunity, I think I've told this story before, of actually going back, and I was with all my buddies. We're hanging out watching it in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, in my living room, and I had the, the rollback switch on my thing and we went back and like there it is and it wasn't fully naked it was it was ripped open and there was a tassel uh on the nipple now you can uh, parade around and and uh i've got some uh, an article let's just put it that way if you were subscribed to rock of talk chat uh Keviditas, i think is what it said uh, doubt is that the what was the latin uh, that was in did you watch that video of the drag queen Castles on her nipples, holding the hand of a four-year-old. I, I read the text. I did not watch the video. No. Oh yeah, you got to see the video. It's uh, almost <laughs> music just like that. Um, 
It's absolutely disgusting. And then that they, is a young child too. I mean, it was it was it was in Miami, and then the hundred year old veteran who's saying that this is not what and the Medal of Honor a guy who who said this is not what he and his family fought for, and just literally weeping, watching a hundred year old man weep is might 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 be the one of the worst things I've ever seen. I was crying after I watched that. So you already got that at Rock of Talk uh, dot chat. Let me get to your uh, text very quickly, shall we? Uh, Van checks in. My response to Joe demanding gas prices be dropped, demanding changing interest rates back down. Why? Why would we? Ma- why would we want interest rates any lower? To be quite honest, that's not the way money works. I get what you're saying, but honestly, I think the low interest rates is just like drugs. You just buy, and you don't have any consequence to your purchasing. I think I'm I'm all for just correcting the market in terms of things just getting a little bit too emboldened. And with all that money printing going on, remember, I'm, I have a degree in economics, M1, M2, M3. That M2 is killing you folks. It's a drug. That's why you see people buying stupid things and spending stupid amounts of money on things that shouldn't be costing that much. Because when, not- when you have to kick, you got to go through withdrawal, Eddie, and it's not pleasant from what I read. <sighs> so I am, I am not for lowering interest rates uh, at all. I mean, you got what you got, and there you go. Let's see. On left, what do you think about the war right now? I don't think about the war. I know that Russia, like, I, didn't I say, was it two, two and a half months ago that Russia had already owned the entire eastern half of the Ukraine? And what did you get over the weekend? You got NBC talking about that very thing. Russia is dominating Joe Biden and the Ukraine. But we're still sending billions upon billions of dollars. In fact, after this weekend, the fifth most expensive war for the United States government of all time, fifth or sixth, I forget what I heard, listening all weekend long, okay, is what? The Ukrainian war. We, we don't even have soldiers there. The last Ukrainian bastion in a key eastern province is now in Russian hands, seizing full control of the Luhansk region. May represent not just a major public relations boost for Vladimir Putin, whose currency has never been stronger. The ruble has never been stronger, and he's never seen more wealth come into his country. Also, a significant battlefield development that could set the stage for decisive battles to come. This from NBC. Ukraine has acknowledged that its troops have pulled out from the city just over a week after they withdrew from its twin city. I can't pronounce either word, so I'm not going to say it. Kiev said that the retreat was an effort to preserve manpower as it stares down a long war of attrition while Moscow heralded what it said was a major victory. Any type of propaganda that you hear about the Ukrainian getting any sort of victory, anything, I don't care if they're, well, we're wiping out their battleships in the, in the, in in the, like, it falls. I don't think about the war because it is a false war. It does not exist. And if you're carrying a little Ukrainian flag in front of your business, and now you see Clay and Buck are even talking about that. We were talking about that since the very beginning, Dowd. Yep. We have no reason to patronize your business because you support the war in Ukraine. Like the Democrats have become warmongers. Yep, we're going to go ahead and, uh, you know, make a cranky old Vladimir even crankier. And you're actually making him, uh, he's literally a billionaire how many times over? He could be the first trillionaire. By the way, folks, at this rate, 
these were the people who remember who said that Donald Trump and and I frankly I never said this but I had my concerns back in the in the early days. Uh, these are the people who said Donald Trump was going to you know spark a, nucle- a global nuclear conflagration. Uh, they finally get rid of the evil orange man and what do they do? Pick a potential nuclear brinksmanship fight with nuclear armed Russia. Uh, these people have absolutely no shame. Yeah, I mean these opinions aren't new. Uh, what do I think? I never talk about it because we have no business there. What, what what happened? We had the longest peacetime president in Donald Trump. He didn't start one war, didn't get involved in one conflict. Why? Strength through power. Right? Peace through strength. <laughs> strength through power. I've got, I've got, <laughs> I've got new, new things to say, apparently, after the little... Well, and little, as I wrote in my column uh, endorsing Donald Trump back in the day, just before the election, I think I still think I carried Florida for him, um, <laughs> Donald Trump brought... <laughs> Called back a, a strike on Iran. Uh, Iran had shot down a, a an unmanned drone of the United States, and he had he had, he had initially authorized this attack. And they said, "This is how many people we think are going to die, Mr. President." And he pulled it back because he said it wasn't proportionate to Iran shooting down an unmanned drone. Donald Trump was pursuing an, an almost Carter-esque humanitarian foreign policy compared to bombs away Obama and uh, let's have a nuclear war with Russia, Biden. You liberals, but of course you'll never acknowledge that because you're lost in your own little bubble Ukraine is all deep state of course it is you seen the new stuff uh hunter biden yeah we released all the information with the connection between Teresa heinz carey's son right bill richardson that was on national radio on a ben ferguson show sunday night he was actually talking about the connections between that what wasn't mentioned was the real estate holdings that was bgk that it inevitably became gemini rosemont Rosemont and Gemini Rosebud. Love the ads on the Rock of Talk. Great advertising strategy. Yeah, if you want to advertise, now's the time to do it, folks. I'm on top of my stuff like I never had by force, by the way. By force. Uh, by, by necessity. Necessity being the mother of invention. Uh, just text me directly, 505-550-5500. We've got some new uh, advertisers uh, that are on, so I have to create the room. I have a shorter clock, things like that. I think Joe Biden may not physically survive his presidency, which means we get Harris. That's when you definitely want Republicans controlling the House and Senate. This may be a scenario you didn't consider. What are you talking about? I believe a year and a half ago, two years, I told you that Kamala Harris would be the first female president. This was when she was running in the primary. I saw her. I'm like, oh, yeah, they're putting her right in the right place. I'd be her a frail old man who can't remember his, you know, can't. uh, Anyway, gaslighting is alive and well in New Mexico, and I expect it to go down to 350 a gallon. I actually hope it doesn't. But I'm sure it's what it is. MLG has in mind. See, you don't even have any the, the ability to actually rationalize what's happening. I just told you what's happening. Look at look at the Wall Street Journal. Okay, there's two things here. This is this is how we lose. It's very simple, folks. You don't have to look very far. More stimulus checks are on the way if you live in these states. New Mexico, California. There you go. The stimulus. Let's give you the money. Oh, and then in front of the uh, uh, deep state controlled Wall Street Journal. Please read it, folks. It's, it's deep state controlled. Okay. Oil prices pulled lower by dimming demand. Front page of the Wall Street Journal. Go look at it. Look what it says. For the very first time, U.S. crude closes below $100 for the first time since May. West Texas Intermediate fell. The $99.50. Oh, look at Joe Biden. He's making, see, he's, he's actually making this thing work. And you're buying the crap because you're so desperate. All this time, you're writing checks that you can't cash. 
because the government's giving you money, literally printing out money, giving you money, PPP, oh, I got to stay home, the COVID, the bailouts, oh, I can't make ends meet, I don't know what to do. And you're sitting on stacks of cash at home, and they printed all this stuff, and like, oh, the, the gas is too expensive. But it wasn't that expensive because you were literally stockpiling cash this entire time. That's what you were doing. And so, oh, hey, you know, that's about right. And by the way, I'm a Republican. I've got a, uh, a wonderful Tesla. If you're a Republican with a Tesla, you're not a Republican. Okay. And Elon Musk is not, folks, a Republican. I don't care how much he kisses DeSantis's ass. He is not a Republican. Okay. Never will be. Tesla demand. Let's just talk about that for a moment. Tesla analysts trim their estimates after deliveries fall. Yeah, by design, just in time for the midterm elections. What's happening? More stimulus. And what's really, really, really happening? People are saying it's too expensive. It's too expensive to buy a Tesla. It's too expensive as far as uh, going in time. You can't take a road trip in, a, in Tesla. You can't even drive around the fourth largest state in California. Why? There's lines where people have to, have you seen the, the TikTok recharging stations? Go to TikTok if you want, okay? Just search it. And there's literally people taking pictures of a line that's a half a mile long with one Tesla after another at a charging station where they all got locked in. Do you think you're gonna be able to solar power your way to charge those Teslas given their, the amount of drainage they have? It's like you spend $100,000 on this thing and realize that you can't do anything with it unless you're next to a charging station. And by the way, your utilities, that which are not coal-fueled anymore, are going to cost that much more to go ahead and do it. So you might as well just keep your ass at home and hang out with your dog. The way you don't have to pay a sitter three times as much as you did back in 2020. That's where we're at. All sorts of stupid. Top to bottom. And uh, while we're at it, let's uh, drink more and legalize more pot and you know, let our kids do whatever they want. But hey, this is what the whole election is going to be about. What have you done for me lately? Oh, Michelle Lujan Grisham gave us some money. I think we're just going to go with that. We're at the top of the hour news. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Right here in Nikiva, hour two, just for you on AM 600 KIVABQ.FM. Boost your strength because... Albuquerque's Macro Aggression. 505 in the, the 505. I am Eddie Eric on the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIV, ABQ.FM, Hour 2, just for you here in the ABQ, where we love it. The most interesting city in the world. All things good. We are at 73 murders. We'll talk about it on Thursday. I don't need to, you know, talk about oh, how terrible things need to change. And, oh, we're going to pound our fa- I already ran for mayor. You didn't vote. And you don't care. But you do care about pot. So we should probably talk about something that people really do care about. They, they love their pot. They love their bud. They love their fireworks. They love uh, toking it up. Don't forget, folks, you can always catch us on TV. You can see me and Dowd, the Dowd 3000, on Roku TV. Certainly, I mean, with the price of TVs, you can afford that. Amazon Fire TV. By the way, my bill was through the roof on my TV. You guys are watching now more than ever, and we're still maintaining the same number of online listeners, which I thought was quite kind of curious. Um, so you can watch this from a computer or just download the app. Uh, Apple TV. Uh, happened to uh, binge through, uh, let's see, 
an entire season and a half of Stranger Things, which I happen to love. I think that is a fantastic, fantastic show. Uh, in fact, I might just uh, save the rest of that uh, to watch that with my kids. Uh, to be quite honest, okay. Eddie, how dare you? Well, how, how dare you support Netflix? I like Stranger Things, um, like Meow Wolf. Uh, those are the types of things that really interest me. There's something to solve or a mystery. I'm on it, and I love that type of thing. Uh, podcasting, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify. And you can also download our uh, download our apps at rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com from any mobile device. Pretty easy uh, to do that. And, uh, of course, why not become a subscriber and get a preview on the show of today at rockoftalk.chat. And plus, you know what kind of music we're playing, all the other kind of stuff. You have to be a subscriber only. Um, it's the only way that that's going to work. There is no, no more freebies, Dowd. Zero. I don't care if it's one time a month. I don't want any freebies. There's a lot of things I'm doing to kind of shore up stuff, so I don't want any freebies. I don't. Need, I don't want a free preview. Nothing. If you don't subscribe. I don't want you on there. And, <laughs> what uh, was the seventies? Uh, the the uh, phrase in the seventies: uh, gas, grass, or something else. No one rides for free. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm you know, I wasn't around for that, that. but uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, hi, Eddie. I listen to you on TuneIn, Judy and our and uh, Rio Rancho. You might be able to do it on the app, but by and large, they won't update my schedule. They don't uh, reply back. All the stuff that we have, they just are, are very unhelpful. Um, and Cumulus has paid them now. Uh, Clear Channel has always been on there, and that's fine. I, I, I get along with the folks at Clear Channel. They're much nicer. And if they had a talk station, they would actually probably acknowledge me in a mayoral race and want to actually change things uh, for the better. We also have probably the um, other best-known personalities, uh, and Bobby Bones. I, I think I told you that KKOB was 10th. I met Bobby. He's a really, really nice guy. KKOB is 10th in the ratings. Uh, yeah, they got it really bad. When they when I started, they were they were number one, 64 continuous number one book. But now they have uh, uh, what's his uh, what's his Bongino? BJ? Is that what it is? Oh, Fishman. Uh, Vote, sorry, yeah, vote. Who, who literally? They have him up from sundown to sun. Like they're running that fat boy hard over there. I mean, that guy's like huffing and a puffing, and they're pouring amphetamines down his throat. Can you sub for TJ? Can you sub for uh, uh, you know, Bob, Bob, whatever, you know, uh, Blob, Car uh, Blob Clark, and uh, all the other guys. Yeah, you could do all that stuff. Or why not just get caught up with everything in the year gun? All right, enough. Uh, shenanigans uh, although my son does have a great t-shirt let the shenanigans begin Eddie, people just don't realize if you keep accepting government jobs or pj pbjs come on i don't i'm not flying with people's acronym you got to write things out okay please please can you do me a favor write things all the way out so i could go ahead and read them out because no one knows your your own little nomenclature we're not going to invent the little nomenclature for you the peanut butter and jelly for those of you who live in santa fe when you accept a free PBJ sandwich, they also come with a bar of soap. What? I don't even know what to say about that. What, what is that? <laughs> what did I just say? <laughs> what did I even... I don't even know what I said. What do you think about this war right now? On left-leaning radio, they said, F the founding fathers. That's why you don't listen to college radio. Don't listen to college radio. The people who listen to college radio like everything for free, right? For free. And the same guy who's been announcing since 1978. Florida, Florida. Na, 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 na. Like the same music on Saturday. You know, last night I'm on the roof watching all the fireworks. The cuetes, they were lighting up the cuetes. The real grand. It was awesome. They had all the illegals. 
Ilegales, it was out there. It was outstanding. It was perfect. We had we even upgraded last night. We got away from the Bud Lights. We went with Negra Modelo. Oh, Classico. It was muy bien. Yeah, so it had all the illegal fireworks, and I was literally watching. I didn't want all that to go away. So it was every single neighborhood, every single place. <laughs> nah, nah, and I was tuned into 95.5. Classico. K-H-F-M. I was listening to Classical KHF room, right? Because they always play the Stars and Stripes forever, and I love that because, you know, in D.C., when you watch, like, a military drill performance and you see the fireworks and you see all that, like, it's never the same for you. That music is meaningful to you for the rest of your... Na, 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 Or they play the 1812 Overture, which is my favorite. You know, I don't even... Does anybody know about its connection to Napoleon? Probably not, but we play it, and it's awesome. So, psh, psh, and they're playing all that stuff. And you're like, oh, my God, this is awesome. And then I can't imagine a better place. I know Phoenix didn't have it. I know Utah doesn't have it. I know Colorado doesn't have it for sure. And you want to see the greatest light extravaganza, shotgun, every illegal firework. Come to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Why are we not advertising that? Forget the balloon fiesta. There is nothing like the 4th of July in Albuquerque. You can't tell if it's a shotgun or fireworks, or what's going off, but it is all sorts of, and no one's cracking on it. If you call 911, no one's going to respond. In fact, there was probably not a single assault last night, not a single murder. It's probably perfect last night because everyone is at home. There's no drag racing, no drugs being dealt. Everyone's hanging at home with their rucas, hanging out, lighting the fireworks, drinking their negra modelo, right? That's what they were doing last night. So there was no danger. All the danger was in the sky. There you go. Anyway, an electrical engineer told me, Eddie, that photovoltaic cells are not much more efficient than they are in the 70s. I, I knew that. It's not a technology that you could really evolve. But it captures the solar. It turn, you, You're not turning the, the sun into new energy, right? <laughs> like you capture it and then you spit it back out. They're not good to put on your house. They cost as much as the car. It takes forever to pay itself up. Yeah, I, I, I know that there's an actual number in the number of years. I think it's like 17 and a half years to pay off the solar panels and doesn't include the financing. We're just talking about the face value. So there's all that. So they always offer the free financing. Don't buy it. Electric car charging stations would be an ideal target for criminals. No, thank you. As far as Elon becoming. Oh, yeah. You know what? You have a magnet. You have a large magnet, put it on the hood of a car. That's about all I'm gonna say. Find a Tesla, find a Tesla, go put a magnet right on its hood. Watch what happens. It's like the size of a dry eraser, get a magnet that side, just put it right there, leave it there for 30 seconds. One more kit. Look, Knight Rider. Yeah, nothing. Gone. <laughs> your your, your, your $100,000 vehicle is worthless. As far as Elon becoming a Republican, I've learned to never say never. Oh, my God. Please stop. You guys are in dreamland. You guys are in... Why do you want Elon Musk to be a Republican? After all, you never thought you'd become one, then politically run as one. Oh, wow. Look at the shots being taken by fellow Republicans who relocated here from California, by the way. Eddie, if I search tune in for Rock of Talk, nothing, but Kiva brings it right up. There you go. Uh, that's what you gotta look for. The call letters are golden in the Kiva. I know for a fact my next door neighbor are, is on food stamps, Eddie. 
If I had to guess, they lit lit off over five hundred dollars in illegal fireworks. Oh, Bingo. that is like Sony Mexico true. Amen. Preach on today, Eddie. Stop referring to Pierre Delecto as Mitt Romney. Thank you. This man is clearly a rhino, so he doesn't deserve a platform. Uh, I don't know about that necessarily. Seven out of ten, except here in the land of New Mexico sheep. Pierce would be perfect for milk toast party. Yep, and that's who they want to run it as well. Back after a quick break, back in three minutes. Thanks for listening. Janet Jackson, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. There she is, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, she was pretty nasty there at the Super Bowl. I think that uh, rolls back to 2003. I think uh, that was the year. Um, you know, we're this is all controlled. Your media is controlling you. Here's the Albuquerque urinal. Uh, we ran out of toilet paper in the uh, bathroom down the hall. And, uh, you know, it's not enough to start a fire. It's also not enough to probably do do the dirty in the bathroom. Uh, sorry to put it that way. The nasty boys are here. Uh, D. Dowd Muska and uh, myself. You can find them at DowdMuska.com, the Dowd 3000. Yeah, we, you'll take shots at us. We take shots right back at you. Uh, that's just kind of well, funny. Eddie, we should also not forget the role that uh, New Mexico's own Heather Wilson played in oh. the halftime controversy uh, oh. when, the, when the executives were called before Congress because we had a national breakdown over a Super Bowl halftime show that a lot of people had gotten up and walked away to have a beer or have chips or whatever. Anyway, uh, Heather Wilson, I remember she was almost to the point of tears screaming at the executives. Howard Stern would play this for years and years and years. Uh, And I believe the quote was, you knew what you were doing. You wanted us to be all a buzz, and you could line your pockets. Uh, she was uh, really in high dudgeon uh, over that. Uh, she took it took it very, very personally. Uh, it was the wow. 2003 NFL season. The Super Bowl halftime show for the Super Bowl, uh, that yeah, year's Super Bowl, was uh, on February 1st. 2004 in Houston, Texas. Uh, one of one of uh, the places that, according to the Wall Street Journal, this article will be in your uh, Rock of Talk chat daily blast tomorrow. Red states are winning the post-pandemic economy. They have a graph online showing that the blue state of New Mexico is actually experiencing net out migration, whereas many of its neighbors, including Texas, are experiencing net in migration mm, there it is new mexico another failure uh worst uh worst at being first or first at being worst i should say <clears throat> that's the way that that should be phrased uh, that should be uh, mark ronchetti there's your line first at being worst uh there you go when when the when the uh, gubernatorial election i believe uh, heather wilson's um campaign manager was it jay was it jay mccluskey do you know if Oh, does he go back that far? Oh, yeah. The man, is okay. a, he's encyclopedic. The guy is, <laughs> he is a fascinating... Well, and Eddie, yes, I must yes, say, I you know... I've met Jay. He is... You have? I, won't, I won't say any, anything more than that, but I have met Jay, and the man is... Uh, he's, uh, he's, he's pretty... He's very, very intelligent and uh, very real. 
I should say. Uh, he was a very real guy. I really, uh, really and the, and the most him. recent ad uh, where the weatherman, as some people disparagingly call him, mm-hmm. he's talking. He's at my Wex, by the way. They filmed it at my Wex, the okay. one I go to once a week. Uh, when I'm not at Monroe's, I'm at Wex. I trade off, uh, and he is answering the charge that he's only a weatherman, Eddie. And mm-hmm. it's a very, very well done ad. He points to, uh, I think there's a mechanic there, and maybe a housewife. Where he says, "Well, you're just nice. a mechanic. You're just a housewife." Really good response without being going at her pivoting in a, in a way that good political operatives can can take that attack and pivot it and make it about attacking the electorate rather than your candidate uh extremely well well done at uh, i do monitor political ads and political season and clearly mccleskey knows what he's doing oh yeah because uh, he's he's smart uh the republican party should uh do what it can to uh, keep him around i should say uh, and that's about where i'll leave that Okay, so very quickly, I do want to talk. Um, by the way, is, is Wex woke? Does the servers show up with masks? Not that I can recall. Really? Remember that? And there's no way in heck they would allow Ronchetti to film an ad there if they were big, big left wingers. I, I would think, well, right? I mean, I mean there's a component, uh, like I said, the the Rhino component is very woke within the Republican Party. Uh, uh, you're you're not wrong. That's mm-hmm. Ronchetti at all because he's not. He's He's uh, and we saw an over uh, what is it, fifteen week ban. I think that's a probably a pretty strong. Uh, that's that's as strong as we're going to get on yeah, the abortion yeah. stuff. I mean, it really should be you know six week prior. I think is where we we should be at. Um, but he's doing a fifteen week. An overwhelming majority of Americans want a fifteen week ban yep, yep. on abortions. And um, in a deep blue state, let's give Ron Ketty credit for for sticking to that and not completely yeah. cucking out on this because exactly. uh, abortion in New Mexico, it's, it's like a, a sacred tradition. I can't, I can't believe I'm saying that in a Catholic state, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'll right. never understand Eddie. I will never understand how this long traditional Catholic culture and faith here became radically pro-abortion. I'll never understand. Well, uh, <laughs> this is uh, Satan lives here. Uh, Satan commands the post and, uh, his administrators are Heinrich and uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham. I mean, when an abortion clinic literally relocates from Mississippi to New Mexico because of how incredibly accommodating New Mexico is, uh, that tells you everything you need to know about New Mexico. Uh, folks, we're challenging it right here in the, the heart of evil. More on this, uh, more how the devil is winning and uh, the devil is uh, not getting his due. The devil did not go down to Georgia. The, the, the devil went down to New Mexico, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my eighth grade teacher is opening a dispensary. Uh, I don't know if you saw this from the front page of the Albuquerque Journal. <laughs> I did see the headline, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, the replacement for Jolene Gutierrez, who's likely uh, one toke over the line herself. Uh, we certainly know that her son died of an overdose. So yep. uh, there, were, there have been drugs in that household at some point and so I had to lose somebody. But it is a gateway, ladies and gentlemen. And then you see this celebratory. It says... My eighth grade teacher is opening a dispensary up front with Matthew Narvaez. Is that, did I get that correct? Oh, they didn't hire me? I offer, I applied for the not. job. I would have loved, Dad, that would have been great. We could have had you once and once a week and you'd be working overtime and, you know, but you're, you're doing okay, right? I think uh, the good. listeners might think I'm kidding, but I actually, I don't know, three, four, five weeks ago, I, I, I pitched them. I said, yeah. maybe we do a content sharing thing. You guys benefit. We benefit. Uh, n- never heard back from any of the people I contacted. Yeah, they will never do that. Okay, so in the, the, the journal, the urinal, all the news that's fit to print in your hallway bathroom right there, they have the pictures of four disgusting criminals. Uh, former teachers... Laura Lagarda, Mary Jean Garcia, 
Jamie Munzee and Mallory Garcia, who are banding together to start La Tiendita de Motita Cannabis Dispensary in the South Valley. No. One of the teachers, Munzee, was a business reporter, Matthew Narvez, eighth grade English teacher. Okay, so here we are thinking that is, uh, you know, no problem whatsoever. And, you know, folks, you can't be committed to education and be committed to opening these dispensaries. It just doesn't work. Oh, he came to school stoned again. Remember all the gummies that showed up? They can't police this stuff. You've got the genie out of the bottle, folks. Your state sucks. And we get to talk about it, report on it, and then wave it all in your face and mispronounce your names and talk about you like you're filth because you are. No, that's what you are. You're all drugged up and stupid. He's over a pedo on the on smoking the joints again. And the Albuquerque Journal is literally printing this stuff up. They're printing this stuff up. Teachers who banded together like they weren't getting paid enough. Wasn't the money for this stuff? Like, folks, there's a cultural war going on across the country, but particularly here in this state. The heart of evil lives here in the state of New Mexico, folks, and it's right there. And I feel like I'm at Meow Wolf, like reading this. It's like, well, the front page of the Albuquerque Journal Six dead, dozens injured in shooting at the July 4th parade. Of course they're going to propagandize this because they want gun control. And you're going to give it to them in the state of New Mexico if you don't elect Ron Ketty. We're already a red flag state, what, two years running? I just heard Scott Hamilton from down south talk about that. It's unenforceable. You can't even get police officers to respond. What makes you think? Well, that's a priority call. We're not going to pull out, uh, remove homeless encampments. But we're sure as hell going to send them to right-wing Republicans who own guns, and we're going to go and seize those guns. You think those officers aren't going to get their asses handed to them? I've met these officers. They're going to get shot on sight. Officer, you, you came into my, my house to pick up the gun. You're going to get shot. That's what's going to end up happening. There isn't a single officer out there who isn't behind a law-abiding citizen that owns a gun. No one is going to take your word to say that he's a danger because he owns a gun and he, you feel threatened by him. Folks, there was 300 cars out here this weekend running around, shooting fireworks, drinking alcohol, leaving all sorts of cans. It took two and a half hours to respond to that. Two and a half hours to respond to that call. And they were doing whatever they want. We live in a lawless city Understand that. And there is nothing you can do about it because you got rhino Republicans like Trudy Jones and Brooke Basson and those people who enable that stuff and then just try to go back because it politically hurts them. Here it is. Raised for APS superintendent unwarranted. I'm sure he's toked it up a few times. I don't know. We should ask him. I wish we could ask him. So there's this whole cannabis pride all over the place here in our city and our state. Now, CBD, that's something completely different. Okay. Some people are using that medicinally using it for their pets, whatever. That's a different thing. But when you're more than a recreational user and we're seeing the psychotic episodes, literally psychotic episodes, people are flipping because the THC dosages are so incredibly high. In fact, pull up that article, if you can, uh, uh, Dowd, from Alex Berenson. And guess what? what? What do we know about the shooter? What do we know about the shooter in Chicago? That was wearing a women's dress, cross-dressing, and he can protect his identity, tattooed, known as something the rapper, son of a mayoral candidate, out there doing God knows what, right? Planning this stuff out on social media. Oh, yeah. He was a recreational user of marijuana. That's what he was doing. He was out of his mind. 
The guy is literally out of his mind. Uh, what's the checkbox? Do you use marijuana? Well, he would have lied on that application. All you had to know is that the guy likes marijuana to know that he could not acquire a weapon. He could not have acquired a, a rifle, a gun. We're going to get this report from Dowd. And it's by way of Alex Berenson. And it's right there. Alex Berenson wrote the book on this three years ago. And I read it to you. And I told you all that you would rue the day. You would rule the day that you decided to go ahead and legalize it. And that's exactly what you've done. Back here in three minutes here in Kiva, AM 1600 KIVA, ABQ.FM, talk.com. With a little love and some tenderness, we'll walk upon the water. Oh man, that stuff is so good. Who doesn't love Hootie? Are you Hootie? Oh man, one of the best questions in the video. You can't get away with that nowadays. People would literally ban that movie. Jerry Maguire. Jerry, Jerry Maguire could not exist in 2022. If you read, there's never going to be a re-release of Jerry, Jerry Maguire, right? You're never going to see. Are you Hootie? That's like the most <laughs> the most recent thing that you can say is, are you Hootie? I think, is that about right, Dan? Yeah, it's up right? there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And the blowfish, I mean, they were talentless, uh, but they, they knew how to strum, and they become DP, Dan Patrick's uh, favorite guys, and uh, there you go. We were listening to them on uh, Forever. Yeah, back in the day, I love that. Who didn't love that song? You knew all those songs, right, by heart? That was way, way, way back in the day, 1994, folks. They released their debut album, Cracked Rear View, 21 million copies, and by the way, on this day in 86, that's why you heard so much Janet, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. What have you done for me lately and nasty? Two-week run at number one. Um, yeah, who says that uh, someone who's as talentless as she was and leading to the much more talented dancer, Paula Abdul, uh, who made her debut, I believe, in that video. Do you guys remember that? Movie? You know, they're, like, they're, they're singing in the, uh, the movie theater, and you saw that was the first time you saw Paula Abdul. So. There she was. Straight up now, tell me, Dowd, uh, do you really want to know how bad is it for the old uh, well, people want to call in? We'll take uh, we'll take calls during third hour. You can keep me company during third hour. So if you're listening to me right now, three of you on hold, you guys are welcome to go ahead. Every time I mention, this is why I don't want to talk about pot, because it just makes people call. Because I always hear, okay, so if you're Republican and you smoke pot, you're not a Republican. If you're Republican and you own a Tesla, you're not a Republican, Okay. And those that listen to this text, this is great. I can't even read these. People are so, frankly, Eddie, I don't care if Elon becomes a Republican. Let me tell you why I don't want Elon to become a Republican. Because you're so stupid out there. Oh, I want Elon to become a Republican. It'll literally virtue signal that, hey, we should all be buying electric vehicles and let P&M control the gas prices. Is it better for one company or is it better for 800 gas stations to control the prices? Let me tell you, you don't want an electric car, folks. A hybrid, sure. Yeah, you want to gas up a little bit, get, you know, kind of go into the little different battery. You know, you could replace these batteries. They take 50,000 years to go ahead and disintegrate. Uh, but <laughs> nonetheless, you're, you really, because you know what? 
if I buy a hybrid, which I have one, I have Langston's Prius that I had lent him. I'm going to, I'm going to move on over to Texas and me and the boys are going to, we're going to blast through Texas and we're going to come and stay in Shamrock at the Blarney Inn, I think is what it's called. So we're going to go, yeah, so that's going to be our half day and I'm going to, I'm going to broadcast from there. I've already planned it out. So I'm going to come back in the old Prius and I'm going to slap the old anti, <laughs> the anti, the anti everything stickers back on that thing. Everybody loved that. And then everyone's asking me, well, why do you like stickers so much? And then you look at my radio station when you walk in, I'm like, I have more stickers than, than you have cells in your head. I mean, that's how many stickers are in the radio station. But Dad, lay it, lay it on us. Tell us about the flippant, or I should say flipping, by the people who are on THC. And here's the front page picture. Here in the Albuquerque Urinal, I'm going to literally, uh, later on, I'm going to take this and I'm going to wipe, I'm going to uh, let someone wipe, use it to wipe their face, right? Or whatever they want to wipe, you know what I mean? Robert E. Crim- Crimo the Third. There he is, Dowd. Take a good look. Does that look like a pot smoker? <laughs> looks exactly like a pot smoker. Yeah, and, and Alex Berenson, of course, we know... Alex Moore as a is a slayer of COVID nonsense, but uh, he was a made member of the mainstream media. I believe at one point even writing for the New York Times, right. uh, Eddie, until he was uh, discommunicated. What is it? So defrocked or uh, excommunicated, yeah, excommunicated. Uh, from, from the fold. But uh, one of the things that I've been meaning to get Alex's book because I respect so much of what he's done on uh, on COVID. I do think as someone who is against the war on drugs because I think it's just counterproductive. Not that I'm supporting drugs. You, you don't have those are those are not the same thing. Um, he has been looking at a lot of the online chatter regarding our shooter here. I'm not even going to mention this twerps, alleged shooter. I'm sorry. Uh, no, so no, Alex no, is, he's actually been charged. As of oh. an hour ago, he's been charged seven counts of first-degree murder. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, people off from a rooftop, uh, cross-dressed in... Cross-dressing, yes, yes. And so Alex is uh, looking at tweets, and he's looking at Reddit posts about people who seem to have known him in the rap and dope-smoking community, apparently. Right. Uh, right. According to Alex, he, this uh, the perp was known, at least locally, in what's called the lo-fi, lo-fi rap yep. community. Uh, I, f- first that I've heard of this. And there are enough pictures of him online from the last several years that anyone who cares to look can see... Uh, he's italicizing the word see the change in him not the tattoos those are obvious i mean the way his eyes go flat and dead and vacant and and here's what here's alex's uh, thesis and he's been he is not apologizing for this uh, pr- pr- probably reissue, reissue his book as more and more states uh, you know embrace legal weed uh, thc in high doses is just slow acting brain poison not even particularly slow acting if the doses are really high people have known this for centuries we we just had a very sophisticated pressure campaign over the last 30 years that made us forget it. So uh, good for Alex for, you know, highlighting the weed angle of this because it seems to be a legitimate angle. Well, uh, the other thing I think that's, you know, really key and important here is that he was doing this a couple of years ago when he wrote when he wrote the book on this. And this was pre-COVID. And we talked about this. I'm like, here's a guy who's actually talking about what happens to people mentally. Oh, I, I would literally do a show and people are like, I could drive better when I'm stoned. I could do like we had a DWI over this weekend, guaranteed the people uh, who wiped out that family up in Wagon Mound. Wagon Mound yeah. They had THC in their system and guaranteed they were drunk. Both, right? What else do you do in a Wagon Mound but smoke weed and, and drink and get, get drunk all day? He was an isolated stoner who completely lost touch with reality. What happens? There's a book about being a father who's a stoner. 
and he wrote it as an apology back to his son for losing all of those years because he was never available for his kid. The cat's in the cradle. The cat's in the bathroom getting high by himself or drunk on IPA all day. That's exactly what's happening. That's what these people do. And it's evil. It's downright evil if you enable it, if you coddle it, if you go and you get... I mean, look at look at Vegas. I was just in Vegas. I was looking at the other side of the strip compared to what's there. There's the people who have money, and then there's the people who don't have money, and it's all the people who are dope smokers. And they're sitting out there, and all they know is their next high, and they're homeless, and literally all the places where the people go to smoke are dark. The, the businesses have shut down. Nobody spends any money. And across the street, everyone's, you know, they're all coked up or whatever they're on, alcohol-fueled, whatever. But at least they have money. At least they're functional. Once you're on dope, you're not functional anymore. You have no ambition. You have nothing. You're literally a zero. In fact, to go back to that uh, movie with Robert Downey Jr., less than zero. Think about this for a second. Oh, Dowd, you're going to love hour three to kick off hour number three. I cannot wait. It's literally it's all prepared there for Dowd. So there you go, folks. The July 4th parade. And I, I won't cover this from the standpoint, well, we really got to do something about gun control. We really got to do something about the guns. But no, if there was two people, not one, there can't just be one guy, a good guy with a gun. There has to be two. Okay, and let me tell you why. Think about this way. If you go to Estancia, if you go to go to Edgewood, you go to the other side of that mountain over there and they have a parade, let me tell you where a mass shooting is not going to happen. It's not going to happen over there, okay? It's not going to happen in Edgewood. Right, let me tell you, you are safe. Morales, quite likely. Like, if you go to the wine festival right here in Albuquerque, right, they, they pat you down, no weapons. Where's the mass shooting going to happen? At the wine festival. Great place to have it. People are drunk. People are running around in headphones, dancing to silent dancing. Dance like they, they have the music in their headphones. It's the stupidest thing you've ever seen. Oh, I'm drunk and I'm dancing to music that doesn't exist. To the person who's looking at them. Yeah, exactly. Down to exactly the head movement. It's like, uh. I've seen it. I've seen it, yeah. Not a cell in the in, in the brain that's that's going on. A mass shoot is gonna happen there. Okay, but if one person has a gun, he immediately becomes a target and likely overpowered. A nine mil against it, you know, AR-15 or whatever. I mean, a high-powered rifle just ain't going to work. Okay, but if there's two, just like you saw in that church in Texas, my hero, that guy had his picture hanging up and everything, <laughs> took him out right away. You're not going to get that level of sharpshooting. That guy's practice. He's at the range hanging out at calibers all day. But if you have two guys there and you have one guy going for it, Right, the other guy can take him out. That's worth the sacrifice. So don't complain that there's six dead, dozens injured, shooting at it. How many people died in Chicago this weekend? Every weekend, someone tried to tell me today that only 71 murders in Chicago. BS. There's about 300. There's no way that we have more murders than Chicago. If, if no way. That actually, is then I will literally drive down and remove Tim Keller and have a sit down in his office. And by the way. Folks, it's not hard to look up candidates' addresses, okay? It's not hard. You can look them up on the CABQ website. We all have to disclose where our, web, uh, where our address is, all that kind of stuff. If you're not getting your homeless camp, some guy told me today, uh, he says he's going to move, remove the homeless encampment himself and drop it on Tim Keller's door at the country. 
I've heard of worse ideas, folks. I have certainly heard of worse ideas, right? Not that we're endorsing that. We're not endorsing. We're not trying to give you any ideas or anything, but, you know, oh, we're going to charge Eddie because, you know, he, he threw the idea out and it happened. We're getting to that point. The, the dream police, the thought police, right? They're inside of your head. They're inside of your bed. They're in the radio. They're everywhere. Folks, why, like, why do you think I'm so protective of everything? Think about this, because you've got idiots who get high. Hey, let's go murder Eddie Aragon. We're going to go take him out at the radio station. Try that. Go ahead. I dare you. <laughs> It'll be a bad day for you and many other people with the number of people who support us and what we do. Two nasty boys right here in the Kiva. Back after a quick break on AM 1600 KIVABQ.FM, Oh, Lilith Fair. Who doesn't love a little Lilith Fair? Little Suzanne Vega? Yep, there it is. Tom's Diner. Oh, it's it's unlistenable. Tell me. I mean, I can only take uh, Sarah McLaughlin for so long. Although I, I love that uh, part in uh, Wedding Crashers where he's like, where he's totally taking it. Like, just relax, too. Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah, whatever it takes to. Yeah, you'll say, you'll say anything. Yep, the all female Lilith Fair organized by Sarah McLaughlin uh, kicked off. The uh, lineup included. Uh, Former New Mexican Jewel. Um, does she ever visit a dentist? Uh, Paula Cole. Where have all the cowboys gone? Is that is that the one that she's? Oh, I believe so. Yeah. You know, Suzanne Vega. Who you heard just right there. Emmy Lou Harris. Cheryl Crow. Emmy Lou Harris was there. What? Why? They had to do. And then Fiona Apple. Fiona Apple had that great song, uh, "Prisoner." Oh, that was a good one. Boy, wait for our six o'clock hour. Pretty excited about that. You know, doubt it's it's fun spending time at the radio station. Um, like basically all weekend because you could finally like catch up on everything. I couldn't, sure. actually, you know, I mean, Lord knows I love running around, you know, I'm a <clears throat> run around Sue, so to speak, you know, just running around all over, all over the place. But it was, uh, it was kind of nice. So, um, someone didn't like the CBD commercial, <laughs> like the, the irony. CBD for your dogs is horrible. If you're a great pet parent and actually take your dog to the park, run with them or walk, whatever, the animal will probably be great. A tired dog is a good dog. A tired dog is a drug-free dog. What do you think about <laughs> as, a, as someone who's around dogs as much as you are? What do you think about I think it's a, a CBD, I mean, to chill some of these dogs out. You see, like, a, what is that ridiculous breed, the Boston Terrier? Like, that's, oh, a God. Horrible, that's a horrible breed of a dog. Well, Eddie, as I understand, CBD is an entirely different thing. It doesn't get you high. Uh, it's not It's not like smoking a joint. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, the oils and everything. So. Yeah, yeah. So I think we're I think we're good. Uh, you know, the number one, number one issue, as far as I'm concerned, as a professional dog care person, um who did not get paid over the last five days because I was taking care of my dogs, and uh, I, of course, wouldn't take money for taking care of my girls. Uh, 
the number one mistake people make, Eddie, is they just don't exercise their dogs enough. They're wolves. They need to be out running every day uh, and just get your dog tired. And you know what? It'll improve your health, too, if you get out there with your doggos. Yes. Uh, someone challenged me on the sixth most expensive war. I'm vindicated, folks. Um, yes, it's uh, more export. Uh, the Ukrainian war has cost the, the U.S. more than the Persian Gulf War at this point. Yep. We're now uh, inching up on World War One, Dowd, in 2019 dollars. $381 billion is what we if I, if I remember correctly, the, the war in 90 and 91 that we put the uh, Emir of Kuwait's uh, back on the throne so that he could go back to his gold-plated bathroom fixtures. Uh, why Americans had to die for that, I'm still asking, ladies and gentlemen. Not that it was millions of Americans, but hundreds of Americans did die, including that poor group of National Guard or reservists who were hit by the Scud missile. Uh, they were from Pennsylvania. Um, I believe, Eddie, we were basically mercenaries there. A lot of wealthy countries like Japan uh, paid our bills for that war. That was a, a low point, as far as I'm concerned, in the military-industrial complex's history. Uh, the cost of the border wall here in the uh, in the United States was $46 million a mile, by the way, which would be $23.8 billion. Um, we handed that money over willy-nilly over to the Ukrainians when they're getting their asses kicked right now. Uh, no problem. So, um, by the way, to rebuild Ukraine uh, at, at the at the time of this estimate, which was a month ago, uh, <clears throat> $760 billion. So uh, we're not even factoring that in. Ukraine's not going to get rebuilt. Those people are um, refugees now in Poland. And did Poland actually take them in? I, I don't oh yeah, there's been yeah, there there, there there's been uh, a lot of that, yeah. yeah. Well, as as uh, as the, a lot of the uh, critics, military industrial complex, anti neocon critics have said, Eddie, I I wish I had coined this phrase because it's so wonderful, uh, bitter and dark, but wonderful. Uh, it, it was I somebody else deserves it. Uh, America, Americans elite, America's elites want to fight Russia to the last Ukrainian. Um, <laughs> may, you know, maybe the Ukrainians don't want to. <laughs> Uh, 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 run out of Ukrainians. You know, maybe there's a way to settle this dispute, hopefully, and stop the killing. We've announced <laughs> our citizenship. Uh, you've only been a country since 1991, bro. Um, although, uh, again, Ayn Rand uh, waxes prophetic um, almost a century ago. Oh, Dowd. Um, Got to see those, um, those books from Ayn Rand. She's literally writing about the Ukraine back then. It was part of Russia. Uh, very interesting. Uh, stuff. You got to go back and, and look at that. Um, January 6th hearings seem to be going nowhere. Uh, we should probably delve into that in the third hour. Uh, New Mexico, California, seeing stimulus checks. Uh, Gavin Newsom, Dowd, running ads in Florida uh, yep. for his uh, gubernatorial race. So uh, seems to be ascending with a lack of talent on the sidelines, as Clay and Buck were stating earlier. I'm like, uh, I don't really see Gavin making any real headway. Uh, <laughs> I don't see it. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, at a time of tremendous populism, uh, anger toward institutions and elites, anger over inflation, much of that anger is well justified. I don't think a pretty boy Trustafarian is going to ride that populism to the presidency. Call me cynical, but... Uh. I mean, even... So is Nancy Pelosi's nephew, given what's happened with her husband, uh, can't be much better with a nephew who had forced masking... Um, he's trying to invite people over from Florida to California. Uh, I mean, DeSantis is wildly popular. I get the DeSantis daily. Uh, the man is literally firing on all pistons at this point. I mean, the guy is just nailing it as far as policy. Um, and I think, you know, I think a, a, a Trump DeSantis co-ticket at this point would be just fine. If we can run Biden, you can certainly run Trump. And then 
get both of them on there, I think that would be a hell of, and I don't think that's a, a bad way to go at this point, just how bad things are. But again, I'm waiting um, for the proverbial seismic nine 11 event. Um, this is why I say don't put anything past the Democrats. And, and, and I would also urge you to, you know, recognize the stuff that gets generated. I mean, th- this guy was the son of a mayoral candidate. You look at the event that happened in El Paso and the fact that that guy who did the mass shooting in El Paso was the son of a psychiatrist uh, and became a serial drug abuser by way of that. And then, of course, I watched Stranger Things. <laughs> whoa, what a leap. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We talk about mind control and the uh, Matthew Modine character and then Eleven and the ability to, and what it is, is talking about basically a sort of an MK Ultra esque type thing. And I couldn't help but really seem to make all the parallels between the controlled population of Albuquerque, New Mexico, and the population of Hawkins. Uh, Dowd, have you had an opportunity to watch that yet? Uh, no, I have not, but uh, if Private Joker's in it, you know, maybe I need to check it out. <laughs> yeah, I remember him. Uh, I think his best movie, uh, besides and the band played on, which I thought was uh, a pretty good movie, was um, uh, Vision Quest uh, when he was in that. He was he a wrestler. To, yes. Yeah, he was trying to cut weight to make it to 168 to fight Shoop. Remember that? That's right. Uh, that's right. Logs and all that kind of stuff. So um, the parallels in that, and then you know the fact that they're you know pushing that stuff out there, and it's right there in front. I mean, it's so very Clyde Lewis asking. You know, we of course, you and I both really enjoyed True Detective. Um, you know, then of course, the viewer of Breaking Bad you know, Walt became sort of the hero in this particular case, you know, you're on the other side of the lens in a different way. You're going against it. You're not with the bad guys glamorizing that you're sort of uh, trying to find the goodness in in the young people who might inevitably be able to save the world, uh, so to speak, or battle the quote unquote monster that seems to be eating up everything in the Hawkins community. So I don't want to give up uh, too much. I think it is something that you should enjoy with your younger kids, I would suggest it because I think there are some sort of adulting themes that start to modify. And it's a good opportunity to open up some of those conversations with your kids about some of the things that young kids are going through and the things that they're scared of and the fears that they have. And, and then, uh, you know, the progress to adulthood, uh, if you will, Dad. So there's some of that, you know, some of the, you know, seventh, eighth, ninth grade, 10th grade, the things that happened to kids in high school. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of little good themes that it, it opens up, I think, some conversations. So it, what do you think is the, the best age? Just how low could you go for the age for a child for that or 12? Uh, well, I'm, I am watching it with my seven-year-old and eight-year-old. Oh, and, oh well, that and, low. Oh, wow. Yeah, and 10-year-old. I think you can, <clears throat> I would suggest you talk to your kids. You know, look, my kids were almost vaxxed. And they literally told their pediatrician mother that they aren't getting the vax. I mean, think about that. I mean, there's a lot of power in knowledge. And I think there, you know, I don't think it's never too young. Remember, 90% of the kid's brain is basically formed uh, or what they learn by six years of age. Like, they know. They have value. They have judgment. Like, my kids were, were, they've been raised well, you know, in spite of in spite of my best abilities to not raise them well. I <laughs> like all parents, Eddie's trying to screw up his kids as much as everyone else, but, yeah, but it's failing. The kids are working out really well. <laughs> uh, I think the thing is, the more you throw at kids, uh, the more they're able to deal with that and the more they can deal with those realities. And I think it's really important, you know, 
because kids know a lot more about that. And that's kind of what you get out of Stranger Things. And I think it's well-made. It's, it's put together well. You know, Winona Ryder plays her whacked out, amazing self. I think she's very good in this whole entire thing. Like, top to bottom, it's just, you know, you talk about, you know, uh, values. And I think it's something to sort of kind of, you know, unite around because uh, you're fighting the big bad monster. It's It's got a bit of the, um, <clears throat> you know, J.R.L. Token. Uh, type thing, but in a modern day feel. And this is all set in 1983, 84. And plus, I like the vintage aspect of this whole thing. So very, very cool. I highly recommend Stranger Things, even though I'm not a fan of Netflix and, and things like that. Um, but I, I will tell you that it is something that I, it's worth spending some time on. So hour three, you and me and the Dowd's got to check out. So he will not make three, but he'll be back tomorrow at 4 p.m. here in the Kiva. I'll see you for the third hour right here on AM1600 KIVABQ.FM. Subscribe directly at rockoftalk.chat. No, she does not really see me. She sees her own reflection. And I'm trying not to notice that she's hitching up her skirt. And while she's straightening her stockings, her hair has gotten wet. You like Huey Lewis on the news? They're okay. Their early work was a little too new wave for my taste. But when sports came out in 83, I think they really came into their own, commercially and artistically. The whole album has a clear, crisp sound and a new sheen of consummate professionalism that really gives the songs a big boost. He's been compared to Elvis Costello, but I think Huey has a far more bitter, cynical sense of humor. Hey, Albert Shrimp. Yes, Alan? Why are there copies of the style section on the place? Do you, do you have a dog? A little chow or something? <laughs> no, Alan. Is that a raincoat? Yes, it is. In 87, Huey released this for their most accomplished album. I think their undisputed masterpiece is Hip to Be Square. A song so catchy, most people probably don't listen to the lyrics, but they should, because it's not just about the pleasures of conformity and the importance of trends, it's also a personal statement about the band itself. Hey, Paul! in the 505 with more 411 here for your third hour. I am Eddie Ergon, the Rock of Talk, am 1600 com. Get ready to feel old, everybody. Huey Lewis, 72 years young today. That's right. The uh, Wow, time really flies and some great music. Uh, also, happy birthday to Spam. Yes, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you got that in your rockoftalk.chat blast off and your daily download. Subscribe 
for 20 cents a day. And you are in the know before anybody else knows. Back in 1937, it was introduced by Hormel Foods Corporation. You might have the shirt, even though you haven't tried it because, well, spam is spam. And also, happy birthday to the bikini. Yeah, uh, ironically, also uh, coming out the same day that Lilith Fair started. Michelle Bernardini, like a Mondigliani painting, modeled the first bikini at a swimming pool in Paris. There you go. So um, very, very, very cool. Also in 48, unfortunately, the National Health Service Act went to an effect, creating the United Kingdom single-payer health care system. And in the future, it would bring you, of course, Obamacare. I'm taking phone calls here for the third hour. Uh, that's the way we're going to go doing it forward. We get some long phone calls that come in and kind of uh, modifying a lot of different things here in the radio station because we love radio and you love listening to it. We appreciate you guys downloading uh, and watching us on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. You can, of course, uh, catch us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify for the uh, non-commercial free but complete show uh, that is on there. Also on Audible. I mean, why not just start reading with your ears? Your ears have eyes with Audible. Um, I am chewing that stuff up like uh, nobody's business, and uh, I enjoy it uh, quite a bit. And you can download the apps. They're free of charge. Rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com. I also have uh, 65 radio stations there to offer you. So hopefully that uh, you enjoy those. Uh, some commercial free, like uh, the uh, <clears throat> 2K, uh, Alt 2K, which I love. I listen to all the time. So if you want to listen to what I'm listening to, I'm listening to that. I'm listening to opera and I'm listening to singers and standards uh, on the Sinatra channel to be released a day after tomorrow. I finally got that done. So it's nice catching up. I've been, you know, thinking about what July 4th means to me. I, I, I did July 4th all alone. And uh, what does America mean to you? Do you care about it? And will we care enough about it to elect the right people? Or are we going to go ahead and count our chickens before we hatch, get you, lull you into a false uh, sense of complacency and say, hey, we're going to win. It's going to be a landslide. Look how bad Biden is. And then sit here and wait for the Democrats to continue to take over. Because that's the kind of way I think that this could potentially go if we're not careful. Uh, hubris is the worst. It is the absolute worst. It, what, it's what led, uh, <clears throat> let's not forget, to um, our great victory in 2016. We got lulled into this false sense of security that Hillary was going to be your first female president. The Clintons are going back to the White House. Who doesn't want a Clinton in the White House? And then, fortunately, we got Donald Trump. But hubris destroyed. They got too false confidence, uh, too much false confidence. And that's what's happening right now to the Republicans. <clears throat> this is definitely our race to lose in the gubernatorial race. Across the country, I mean, we could be locked up in the Senate. Um, could be 50-50 still. We could have a, you know, quite a, a win over, and then they could decide to go ahead in the last two years, uh, rebalance the courts, as the liberals would call it, and uh, decide to turn the judicial branch into more of an activist branch. They've already done that because you have a brand new <clears throat> Supreme Court justice, of course, a hyphenated last name, course she's black and we're going to play the identity politics they literally went out and said hey we're going to go ahead and hire our first black female justice to the courts and she is as liberal folks as they come uh they have and i don't have a problem with black people i don't have a problem with uh black people at all but to actually go out and say that you're going to hire a black person i think is a little a little bit strange are you only going to uh is there going to be a day where you're only going to hire a hispanic person i mean just weird stuff uh ironically, as I'm saying this, back in 1975, Arthur Ashe became the first black man to win the Wimbledon singles champion. 
I don't know that Arthur Ashe, I don't know much about him other than that. Um, and you know, his play in, in all of this, but I think that Arthur Ashe, like Martin Luther King, like anybody who's worth their weight in every aptitude, athletic, uh, cerebral, uh, or anything that they can achieve in a skilled mode, uh, would like to be recognized for their skill, not be, not for their ethnicity, not the, the content of their character, not the color of their skin. So back in 75, he became the first black man to win the Wimbledon singles. Did we say Bjorn Borg, who won his fifth Wimbledon singles final, and he wore, <clears throat> he won every single final the five years following Arthur Ashe. He became the first male tennis player to win the championships five times in a row. You know, we have come into this sort of newfangled post-COVID world uh, with a brand new brain, and it is all part of the Great Reset. And I need for all of you to really pay attention to what is happening in the transformative uh, years uh, post-COVID. And I think there's a bit of brainwashing that has been uh, been going on for some time. And the more you pay attention to the media, the less you think, the more you are prone to being taken over. And we have to, like, genetically modified, right? Uh, today, ironically enough, too, 1996, Dolly the Sheep became the first mammal cloned from an adult cell. I, like, I, I just think about what is happening and we are all becoming clones we are being programmed let's address some of the issues and i'll open the phone lines right now i think i forwarded the phones 550 5500 if you want to go ahead and text uh, or call in i'll get to your text momentarily <clears throat> i will say that i think about my own life and i think about what i've done to try and fight back I mean, I have fought back with everything that I can to get people to think. And some people are, you know, kind of getting on me because, oh, you've, you've been moving around too much. You've been traveling too much. You've been doing too many things. And, you know, I needed a break. I needed a break from focusing on this. I, I ran for state party chair. We know the Republicans don't want me to run for state party chair. They're literally doing everything they can, moving the musical chairs right now, creating alliances however they can to keep me from taking over the Republican Party. That's what's happening, okay? I think Rebecca Dow, as I'm, I'm hearing, is <clears throat> wanting to run for state party chair now. I mean, that would be disastrous. Absolutely disastrous, in my opinion. I mean, the, the party has no money. It's getting nothing done. You get a couple of emails. We, we operate out of the party. I mean, you, there's only so many times you could beat Steve Pierce up, folks, okay? And I tried to do the job that he wanted to do, and I've been doing that job in spite of not having the title or anything else. And people have either decided they want to follow where we change the conversation and other people are coming in and saying, well, they show up at meetings and they do certain things and they will do everything that they possibly can to ignore me as much as possible. And the key is, is you have to be so good at things that you cannot be ignored and I cannot be ignored. Okay. I've tried hard to make New Mexico a better place, but I've come to the realization that it cannot be a better place. You have to love it. You have to want to be here. And I mean, love it. You, uh, it's not my place to pick up and move and go to another state or go some other place. This is my home. This is the place that I love. And I see way too many sheep around here and both sides of the party. I mean, Democrats and Republicans, okay? And your inability to think for it, you're very easy to control. And the people who listen to the Kiva and the people who listen to me, these are people who can't be controlled. I fight with my own people all the time. 
You know, that's a ridiculous comment. You're not thinking, oh, that's terrible. You know, I, I, I fight with them all the time because I can't stop thinking. I can't shut my brain off. I know dad can't. Dad will, dad will fight with me at any point. And I, that's a good thing too. And that's part of what's happened is you guys have stopped fighting. You have ceased fighting. You've thought that there's nothing good worth fighting for. And I'm like, you can fight for yourself. You can fight to live your life the way that you want to live it. And to me, that is the most important piece is to fight for yourself. Don't become a clone of somebody else. Don't be paying attention to, you know, your background, your ethnicity, or on this or on that. Nobody cares about that, in, in my opinion. Good thinking people don't care about that. They don't care what color, what language you they don't. They don't care about that. When I ran for CD1, and I did, <clears throat> when I was trying to run for CD1, I should say, and I ran, I declared early, I thought I had the best shot to go ahead and, and win that seat. I could have beat Melanie Stansbury, no doubt about it. I mean, you guys saw how I performed in the debate. <laughs> At that point, and I'm sniffling, I'm not crying, I'm sniffling because I, my nose is a little bit runny. <clears throat> when I ran for that seat, I'm like, well, this is, this is easy, this is a shoe-in, it's no problem, you know? I mean there's anybody who's going to destroy Melanie Stansbury, it's going to be me. Because I, I know I can, and you, you saw what happened in the mayoral race, and I said, okay. And then they, they, they stuck somebody else in there. I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. I met Mark Moores. I'm like, oh, God, this is a whole lot of, <laughs> well, you, you need to, like, trying to work some sort of deal with me. Like, I'm not your bro. Like, I'm not, I'm not your guy. I'm not, you're not, I'm not somebody you, you try to, like, make a deal with so I can get out of the race or try to go against your, like, I'm not, I'm not that guy. I'm never going to be that guy. I'm never going to cooperate with you. I will never cooperate with you. I will do what's right. If I'm the right person, great. I could see Jay McCluskey as a guy that I could cooperate with without ever having to cooperate or even talk with the guy because we're on the same thing. Like this is the thing with politics is politics will make strange bedfellows because when things get so bad, like they are right now, and you just continue to just get punched in the face and you have a woman who's now well healed with $1.8 million, I think is what she has in Melanie Stansbury. You're not going to be able to pry her out of there. And then you, you cry about change and the gas prices are too high. Or when is New Mexico ever going to get better? And why, why can't we do something? Well, you had somebody. But in, in spite of your best efforts, you know, I'm not a guy who stands with other people. I stand with all people. Because I know and I think what is best for New Mexico, and I don't think about myself. I think about what is truly best for New Mexico. So when we ran for mayor, it was sort of like the same thing. Like, you know, Dow didn't want me to run. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. No, I had to disagree with Dow on that because there was nobody. And I, I literally tried to go and find, and I know he's listening right now, and I literally tried to go and find anybody who would run anybody, just somebody. So we'd have a Republican on the ticket. That was important to me because I know how bad and evil and wrong and terrible the Democrats are. Like, I know it. You could see it. Like you judge a man by his fruits. Look at the fruits of the Democrat party. Look at that. Everything is paid for by other people. Everything has been money that's been given to the government. It's all money that's been on the receiving end. They've never had to generate anything at all. And yet you still vote for them. Look at the policies. Like this is all, and I came to that conclusion, is all by design. It's all by design, 100% of it. So I've been reading a book lately, and I've been reading a lot about atomic energy and, you know, the development of the weapon 
you know, July 7th, 50 years ago, you know, why did, why did the UFOs land here? Yes, 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 it happened. Yes, Roswell's real. I don't care what you say, okay? I know enough to at least know that is real. We talk about the nine different ships that are, I mean, you might think I'm sounding crazy, but I'm not. But there are things that the government doesn't want you to know. They don't want you to think is real. They want to keep you guessing. They want to keep you on shifty. And so, okay, so you can escape that and just question and never have the final, as like, I'm the guy that has to find the answers to the questions. It's annoying. Like when I go to Meow Wolf, right? I literally have to find out everything I had to solve. I had to make the solution. When I went to the Omega Mart, I'm like, I'm going to finish this and I'm going to get to the end because I want the answers. I think for many people here in New Mexico, you guys don't want answers. Don't you want the truth? The truth is out there, right? To go back to that the famous 80s, early 90s you know, sitcom or whatever it was. Like you need to know the answers. You need to know what's real. I have people who talk to me who constantly text into me all the time. I, I am a complete makeup of all you guys. So when I decided to go ahead and run, I'm like, well, I'm running to get other people to think about the, these issues and I have to be willing to stick myself out there. And this was at the end of COVID coming out of this whole thing where you've been get backs, get masked. I mean, I'm so good that I can get my kids to reject <laughs> the vaccination. Will that, will that hurt them ultimately? No, I know the vax will hurt, hurt them a lot more. The quote unquote vaccination will hurt them a lot more than if they decided not to do it. Socially, you know, I saw something very funny. It was like, oh, I want to go to a ball game. I want to go ahead and go to school. I want to get educated. I want to be participate in society. I have to get vaccinated. No, you don't. No, you do not. We've proven that out. And the science and the data coming out, not the science. Trust the data, not the science. So I'm at the end of this whole entire thing, and I'm looking at some of the issues that we're facing now. And we're literally about to criminalize a man who did nothing. In the biggest 1984 spectacle in the January 6th hearings, will Donald Trump get indicted for January the 6th? I 100% guarantee it. Will he be turned into a criminal? I 100% guarantee it. They will find him guilty, which will lead to guilty of what nothing, but they will make up something and they will say that's what this whole thing is set up to do. Okay. And they know the outcome of this whole entire thing. And it will generate a groundswell of support for the Democrats to say they're all Republicans. Anybody who ever supported Donald Trump is basically a criminal. Okay. So I will within a year's time to two years time be turned into a criminal because of my support for Donald Trump. Okay. Even though I don't want him to be, become president again, I really don't. I want him to re retire you know, state that he's not going to run so that they would just leave him the hell alone. <laughs> it's the greatest president in the history of this country. Bar none, bar none, period. There's nothing else I can say good about Donald Trump other than he gave us the best four years we could possibly have coming out of that wretched eight years that we had with Obama. And go back and look at the economics. Go back and look at people's businesses. They didn't raise interest rates. And I'm speaking truth to you folks. I'm speaking truth. So you need to understand, you need to hear this. This is important. When they criminalize and they turn Donald Trump into a criminal at his age, and you've seen what's happened with Hunter Biden, you've seen what happened with this at Devon Archer and, 
you know, Heinz, uh, Heinz's son and you see, you know, Bill Richardson and, you know, Jeffrey Epstein, all this kind of stuff. You see this, that is when it's over for the United States of America. I mean that. At the point that Donald Trump becomes a criminal and you accept it and you don't fight on back on his behalf, you will become a criminal. And they're going to say, oh, Eddie's trying to urge this uprising. No, there's no uprising. There isn't going to be any uprising. They're going to walk into your houses. They're going to take your guns. And you know the rest of the story because it's been repeated over and over and over again. Are you ready? Are you ready for that? When I tell you that there's a 9-11 event coming, the kind of 9-11 event coming, I'm not saying specifically what it is. I just know that we're overdue for it because I know that if they ever think that we could get any sort of control again, that it won't be happening. Like I've literally sat and contemplated like how it will feel to be taken out, how it will feel to be ultimately be removed, right? Period. From this world. I know that there's, we, we had this discussion, talk to John B., you guys know John B. Wells. Talk to John B. Like, literally, there are 500,000 Chinese troops in Central America. That is confirmed. What are they doing there? What the hell are 500,000 Chinese troops doing in Central America? Why is our poorest border open? Where will they come through? Texas is safe. They're suing Arizona because they won't let illegals vote. Yet... In New York, they just overturned something so that illegals could not vote in the state of New York. You see what's happening. This isn't conspiratorial. This isn't some sort of suggestive, oh, well, you know what, uh, this could happen. That's a possibility. No, this is confirmed. This is going to happen in this way. You didn't take the vaccine job, you're candidate number one. I am one of those candidates and I'm standing right here with you right now saying, yep, <clears throat> yep, we didn't play nice. We didn't do what they told us to do. 77% of unvaccinated adults said they wouldn't get a traditional protein COVID-19 shot if one were available. Let's start there. 77%. I don't want to get sick. What is, the, what is that really telling you? That people don't trust institutions. People don't trust the providers. People don't trust Moderna. Mod RNA. You cannot be swayed to take the vax any longer because you don't trust these institutions. You don't trust the vote. You don't trust your, what they're advertising. There's no truth in advertising, it seems like, anymore. At the heart of everything is people don't trust their churches. People don't trust their own party. People, there's no trust. It's a very important book. I've talked about it many times, The Speed of Trust. We are slowing to a stop. What happens when there is no trust is people stop, period. They don't move forward. They stay where they're at. And they hunker down and they get ready to fight because they know something's coming this way. Among unvaccinated adults, 28% said they view traditional protein-based vaccines as safe. 
One in four? 17% who said mRNA shots are safe. One in five say mRNA shots are safe. But if you call it, you call it a vaccine, you get 11 point gain. You see what I'm, you see what I'm getting at here? 11% gain just by calling it something else. And that's very, very key. Nomenclature, look it up. <clears throat> when you rebrand, when you rename, right? People don't trust brands anymore. And then there's brands that just, you can't indulge, <laughs> indulge them too much, right? Nike would be one. Just do it. Just do it. 11% gain just by rebranding it. What's an mRNA? I don't know. I'm not smart enough. I trust your doctor. I can't trust my doctor anymore because he won't see me unless I get vaxxed. Trust this person. Trust your school. They have the right things. I'm like, no, no, they don't. They, they really don't. You don't trust any of these institutions any longer because they haven't had your best interests at mind, in mind. When I was running for mayor, when I was running for CD1, when I was running for party, I was never thinking about myself. I was always thinking about, okay, well, what can I do? I know I'm the person who should be called for this, but if you don't want me to be called, you guys can go ahead and Call yourself. That's fine. You think you got somebody better? I showed, I, I performed, I showed what I could do, showed what I could handle in spite of having no money, no anything, get 20% of the vote, and it was a good thing. I don't need glory. I don't need any name recognition. I got more than what I need on that. You're going to stop. You're going to wait. You're going to get ready. And you're going to be prepared. The downturn is coming. All along, I've prepared the people who are with me. They trust me. The reason why I don't sign contracts with my advertisers is because I want to know that they trust me. That a handshake, you know, my, my, you know, the thing is, my grandfather could not read. Could not read. You think he ever wrote a contract <laughs> so he could get paid? Some guy stiffed him. He didn't do work for them again. I can give you a list of the people on one hand over the past 10 years that have actually stiffed me that I would never do business with again. And two are prominent, the most prominent individuals probably ever to be on my station. The only people who didn't care enough about their own name to say, well, if I wanted to trash them, I could, but I don't need to. My grandfather could not read, did handshakes, uh, deals, with people I'm like, okay, they just decided to stop one day or they passed away. You know, my guy who owned flames, you know, <laughs> he's like, Oh, do I need to sign something? No, he died. I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but he owns flames bistro. God, that those, those bowls were amazing. That guy didn't want to like me. He didn't want, he didn't want to vote for Trump. He didn't want to do anything, but flames one in there, won that guy over never signed anything and stayed on my station, stayed advertising with me. <laughs> and I think it's really, really, really important for all of you to realize that the trust is completely gone. I mean, a lot of you Republicans, I mean, I, I know you don't trust him, but you will vote. And Democrats too, you will vote for Mark Ronchetti. You will not be voting for Michelle Lujan Grisham. Why? Because I'm telling you this, because you trust me, because you've listened to me, because I've been in the fight. This is the first day of really the, the campaign season going forward. The ads are out there. It's post July 4th. Got a little bit of that red, white, and blue in your blood. 
you're feeling a little patriotic, hopefully, hopefully. And hopefully, I told you before, we'll make it to 250 years. I don't know. I don't know about that. Let me get to the rest of this report. Novamax says it will be ready to offer an Omicron-specific COVID-19 vaccine. What did we find out about the, uh, oh my God, as uh, Dr. Summers puts it? Lethal? What was lethal was getting <laughs> rammed and vented in the hospital. That was lethal. I mean, literally, like letting the air out of a balloon. 20 days, dead. You're rammed and vented, you're dead. Nine out of 10 times. Nine out of 10 times. What did I tell you? Do this, this, this. Don't do this. Everybody who listened, couldn't thank you enough, Eddie. We did a whole thing on the exposing while I was running for mayor. We did the whole thing on what was happening with the vaccinations, what was happening with COVID. Did a town hall, did it in Pat Davis's warehouse. Thank you, Pat Davis. Appreciate that. We had that conversation and you guys trusted me there. Why can't you trust these institutions? Why can't you trust the, I don't know, pick your hospital, Presbyterian, Loveless. Why can't you trust your doctor? I don't know. We called them. They can't be trusted. Why can't we trust our Sandia National Labs? Biggest employer providers. I'm like, oh, we're going to mass. We're going to, you know, DEFCON 4 or whatever. Level red, 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 yellow, whatever the heck they were talking about. First in the country to go back. Flannel's not happening. It's Sandia National Labs is. Why? COVID outbreaks. Pay attention, Eddie. Okay, we're paying attention. We've gone through this. I, I, I was willing to, to go with you. 60 days in, we're trying to impeach MLG. We've got 10,000 petitions plus people who were wanting to get rid of her because of her reaction. And that's what that was. It's a reaction, but was it? No, it was planned. The planned-demic. We know that now. We've arrived at a place where we're completely and totally complacent. Or, excuse me, um, <clears throat> where we are completely and totally accepting of the fact that it was a pandemic and the people have become complacent and said, okay, well, whatever they thought for me. And who are the people who, who, who trusted those institutions the most older frail people. And you know, who would have trusted them the most? Probably my grandfather who couldn't read would trust his doctor. And I watched the life changing thing, watching my grandfather, my thought die on a table he had a living will and sitting there listening to a doctors who couldn't give a crap because they weren't going to do anything about it. Not that they were trying to save him. They had a living will. Novavax is billing its long-awaited COVID-19 shot as an appealing option. Language. Nomenclature. Option. This isn't an option. You want to work here, you will get the vax. If you want to be here, you will get the vax. If you want to fly, if you want to go, want to go here, there, you, this is not an option. It is mandated. This is what will you will do. Feel like we all need our serial numbers right there on our wrists, on our hand, serial number on the back of our neck, wherever. The long appealing option for vaccine skeptics who skipped out on the shots that used new messenger RNA technology. See, 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 we're trying to accommodate you. The new morning console data indicates it isn't likely to move the needle. No, it's not. Not one, not one bit. 
I think that's the important piece there is the fact that it isn't going to change people who are pretty much decided in what they feel about anything going into their body. My, my body, my choice. Right? Now the flip side of that, of course, is the abortion, Roe v. Wade. Well, what was my body, my choice? It's not your body. The baby actually was created, but you didn't actually forcefully create it. You didn't know how to create it. Now you're upset about the very same thing that we're upset about. We're on the same side of things. Why are we fighting each other? Why aren't we fighting the government that's telling us what we can and can't do? Nobody could stop you regardless of the law. Some piece of paper or written constitution or anything else can't stop or start you from doing or not doing something. Not running around talking in terms of doing anything that you want to do in this world, right? The laws aren't going to manifest themselves into a police officer or some other authoritative figure that's going to tell you what you can and can't do. Because you'll do it anyway. You'll do what you want to do. The Maryland biotech protein-based vaccine is in use around the world. But after a federal advisory group cleared the shot last month, 77% of unvaccinated U.S. adults said they wouldn't get a traditional protein-based COVID nut shot if one were available. Nobody is against vaccines, right? Oh, wait. Yeah, there was. It was the granola people who went to the health food stores, who went to the co-ops, who only want certified organic this and that. But why are these the very same people that are willing to trust the government now? Why are they willing to go ahead and ingest and put anything that they want and, oh, don't trust the government? And suddenly these are the very people that are saying, you will trust the government. How did that flip? All psychology. And it's all what you're ingesting. How do you know that you're not ingesting? This sounds crazy, right? By the way, the next thing I'm about to tell you is going to sound very crazy. How do you know that the very things that you're ingesting into your body aren't working themselves into your brain and modifying what you're able to decide? Are you really in, 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 in tune or in touch with yourself to, as much to know whether or not you're being modified by the things that you're ingesting every single day? There's no way that you would know that unless you're a good kind of guy like me who has a quasi hermit lifestyle, but also probably travels more than anybody that you know. And has seen more things during COVID more than anybody that you know to tell you that, yeah, <laughs> I know what's going on. Some people are very aware of what's happening to them. And those are the people that are trying to inform other people, let them know, Hey, don't do that. You don't need to do that. Listen to these, listen to these numbers. This is about you. This is about the herd. This is about the group. This is about society. This is about civilization. This is about citizens, okay? And not as non-citizens, if you like, <laughs> in case you might be offended by that. Few unvaccinated adults are interested in traditional protein-based COVID-19 shots. Unvaccinated adults were asked if they would get a traditional protein-based shot if one were authorized for use in the U.S. These numbers are almost directly correlated with the number of people who trust Congress, by the way. All adults know. 77%. Democrats, no, 61%. Independents, 74%, no, probably, definitely not. 87%, no, probably, definitely not. Urban adults, 70%, no, definitely not. Suburban adults, no, 80%, definitely not. Rural adults, 78%, definitely not. 80% white Adults, black adults, 61%. Huh? Four was like 35%. Hispanic, 
18 to 34, the youth, 71%. And as you get older, less and less. No, probably or definitely not. Older people are rejecting and rebelling against this. Pause. How is it that we, if those numbers are so incredibly high of unvaccinated Democrats, independents, Republicans, urban adults, suburban, rural adults, if you look at that of unvaccinated adults, who's unvaccinated? How, what, 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 what proportion of, of adults? <laughs> about a third, about 70, about 30%, sorry, 70% roughly vaccinated at least once. Okay. I know that there's been reports that it's higher, but there's a lot of people who are saying they're vaccinated, but you, you would remember, you would know. Okay? <laughs> there's people who are just saying, yeah, I'm vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. See here, the generating fake stuff. It, it's, it's about 30%. Some people are trying to, oh, it's high as 85 90%, see it's safe, people aren't dropping dead. Opportunity. What is it? If 77% of the 30%, which gives you roughly about, oh, I don't know, 23, 24%. If 61% of unvaccinated Democrats are looking at it like that, and we'd say that might be like 7 or 8%. 74% of independents, which would be probably roughly about 20%. You're looking about one-fifth of the population that's going to save this country. <laughs> Not because they didn't take the vaccine, but because of what that represents. What does it represent? It represents people who think for themselves, people who are willing to fight back, people who are willing to step up to the plate, people who are willing to run for office, people who are willing to be leaders within their community, people who are willing to be leaders of their business, people who are willing to be parents, people who are willing to go ahead and think about the next generation, the next generation. That's what that represents. People who believe in life. And I'm not talking about life at conception or Roe v. Wade. I'm talking about life, living, existing. Because many of you guys are already aborting your own lives. Yeah, I, I'm really telling you that. Abort the Democrat Party, period. I was the youngest member of the Democrat Party in the state of New Mexico. Why? Because my parents were Democrats. Because their parents were Democrats. Because they didn't know any different. Because of the CCC camps and all the New Deal and, and um, <clears throat> you know, Roosevelt. That's, that's what you did. That's what you did. But you also served your country and your patriot. And don't you know, you got to work for the government. And, and we didn't work for the government. My dad didn't work for a good. Thank God for my father. Who worked in a union and educated the union people. And I sat around and watched these people. And yeah, these are people who learned how to think for themselves. And they all provided for their families and did amazing things. And stepped up and became leaders and became men and became women. Men and women. Not he, she, it, sis, whatever. Folks, these points are really easy to make. There isn't a fine point that this is all going to come to. The point is, is there are people around us that are just like you and me that are going to fight back, that are going to change, and they're going to help replace the people who are there, not because Mark Ronchetti is going to come in and save the state. He's just not. He's just going to do what we need him to do, which is making sure that that woman gets beat. That's it. <laughs> that, that is it. Why is that so important? Because you can't live in a society that's like this any longer.
Many of you guys are picking up and moving and going other places. But again, remember, you have to love it. You have to want to be here and understand it. And remember that this is by design. It's very, very, very real. So go back to the Stranger Things. <clears throat> and you're welcome to call in. Sorry, I haven't even looked at my phone at all. And I'll read your text now. I have a few of them. <clears throat> Eddie. <clears throat> I am currently binge-watching Stranger Things. They got the 80s right. They did. It's solid. Good quality. Also, Stranger Things message about the local government, Chief Hopper versus the evil incompetent feds is just awesome. Hopper is a superhero. Yeah, he's the, the guy who you know, is dealing with the death of his daughter by helping other people. And that's, that's a really important thing. They call him hop troop buildups lead to invasions. Ukraine taught me that it's not a vaccine. If you can get the disease, it's generic re-engineering of the people. Exactly. It really enjoying the rock of talk stations. After two years of subscribing and being a talk radio junkie, I tried music channels this weekend and love both the eighties pop rock and seventies channels so far more to explore. Thank you, Eddie, for all that you do. Matthew Modine was best in Memphis bell. What makes them elites? Thank you for speaking up for Donald Trump. It's important. So back to Stranger Things. There's this whole motif in it. It's called the Upside Down. What the whole show's about. It's called the Upside Down. What is the Upside Down? How did we get you all to think, right? The granola people, how do they all become these people who are, you have to get vaxxed, you have to, these were the people who were against anything that was weird in their bodies, right? They don't want anything that's genetically modified, right? And now they want things that are genetically modified. These are the people that are fighting Monsanto and fighting all this kind of stuff, right? Remember that. How did we get, you know, blacks to vote for Democrats, the upside down, right? Same, you flip the whole entire logic. The first nine Republicans elected, uh, the first nine blacks elected to Congress were all Republican. Not forget the party of slavery, the anti-woman party, which of course is the Democrats. How did they do all that kind of stuff? It's all about the upside down, flipping everything upside down. I feel like that really speaks to me. And I think it should speak to a lot of you. As you're fighting that monster who needs to be destroyed, what is that monster that's here, right? It's in all of us. The frame of mind, it's a way of thinking. Are you going to get high? Are you going to get stoned? Are you going to get drunk? Are you going to escape, gamble, whatever, so you don't have to think about it? Or are you going to sit and actually spend some time contemplative with yourself and say, hey, maybe what Eddie's saying is right. Maybe what this guy has attempted to do and sacrifice, maybe he's right. Maybe I need to try a different way because I really do want New Mexico to succeed. Or I really do want, you know, this country to succeed. And I'm not going to believe in this crap that I've been believing this whole entire time. I'm not going to listen to what these companies are selling me because ultimately they don't have my best interest in mind. They want more of my money. They want me more slave. They want me higher tax. They want me to make sure that I don't have control of what goes in. And they want me to accept these values that I wouldn't accept in my own house. And I want to say that I'm okay with transgender and I'm okay with this. And pretty soon you don't even have your own identity. You have your own life. Yes, you are. R2, 4, 3, 6, 5, whatever, right? You're just a number. You don't exist. What's the best way to abort you? Pretty easy. Remove your individuality. And a lot of people, especially people would say you're a politician. What do politicians want? They want you to follow them. (laughs) I don't want that. 
That's how you know I'm not a politician. I don't care what I say. I tell you exactly what I think. It's naked. It's right there. It's tangible. You can sink your teeth into it. And it's like, yes, yes, yes. Why, that guy doesn't really have any regard. He's crazy. No, he's not crazy. I'm not a politician. Politicians are very calculated. They're psychopaths. Anybody know what a psychopath is, right? Psychopath is someone who doesn't care about your feelings or how their policies affect you. Look at the governors of California. They don't care how it's impacted their population or what the decisions that they've made. They don't care. They only care that they get to maintain power. That's psychopathic behavior. And I don't use that term loosely. I understand the difference between a sociopath and a psychopath. And I don't really need to kind of, you know, really qualify one versus the other. Sociopath is what most of us in some part of our life in our relationships inevitably end up being just to trying to strive for survival. Like, how do you survive in a social group? You end up becoming a sociopath and become very good. The winner gets to be called a sociopath, basically. The upside down is exactly what the Democrat Party is on the bottom side of that. They're the bottom of our shoe. Yes, and if you're a registered Democrat and you're Catholic, you're not a you're not a Demo, you're not a, you're not a Catholic. If you're a Tesla owner, and this is important nomenclature. I want you to get my drift on this, okay? Because you only vote a couple times a year, so you you can be that on that day in this place. You have same day voting, same day registration. You can go and and change your voting registration. We have that now. Like you could change whatever you want to be. So it doesn't matter. You don't have to be married to your label. But I'm asking you. Since we can all change our labels and be anything we want at any time, and I'm not. I would never be a Democrat ever again, period. Ever. They change your understanding by changing the nomenclature, by changing the ideas about things, by changing everything that you hold dear. That's what the devil does, right? That's exactly what the D is for. The D is for devil, the D is for Democrats. That's what they do. They change, they modify. To the point where you're so confused that you inevitably get upside down. You try to make friends with it. You try to enable it. Or maybe we just want it to come over to our side. Maybe if we hug it. Maybe if we kiss it. Maybe if we love it. Maybe if it just had this certain... No, you can't change it. It's the innate quality. Because it's trying to, to keep its survival for what it feels, not what it knows. What it feels, not what it knows. So I'm asking you, as this is the first day of really this whole election year. To consider what New Mexico will look like, the New Mexico that you complain about, the New Mexico that you constantly scold and make fun of and all the rest of the things that you don't want to be in, okay? I'm asking you, that has 73 murders here in Albuquerque. I'm asking you, what does the New Mexico look like with Tim Keller, Michelle Lujan Grisham, and the Democrats continue to be in control in 23 and beyond? Does it look like a place you want to live? And you in your right mind, would you want to stay here knowing if Michelle Lujan Grisham really is going to be governor again? That should, moder- that should advance every part of your behavior for every Republican, every Democrat, every person going forward. And that's the plea that I would make with all of you. Even if you don't want to vote for someone who's not Michelle Lujan Grisham, please vote for that person. Our very survival depends upon it, period. 550-5500 here in the Kiva caller. Go ahead. Good afternoon, everyone. How are you, Hi, Dave? 
doing well. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for holding. I hadn't I hadn't looked uh, hadn't looked at the uh, phone, so I'm glad you uh, held. Go ahead. That's okay. You're inside up, outside down. It reminds me of that song from the 1960s. And my time at UNM, getting to know how the way the political science and history division was teaching things, everything was backwards. The uh, Democrats were the Republicans, Republicans were the Democrats, and for some odd reason in the 1970s, they successfully, at least in the uh, the college atmosphere, labeled the Republicans for everything, all the sins that the Democrats had done. And one young lady was actually like, I wrote a paper on this. I got an A+. This is what actually happened. I'm like, uh, excuse me, I lived the period? That is not how it happened. And the funnier thing was, to query the class, because I was older than even the instructor, I was like, okay, who knows that the uh, moon landing actually happened? And they're like, uh, show of hands. Okay, no, all right. How do you know it actually happened? I was there. I was plopped in front of the TV. Hollywood did not have the technology to be able to show what was actually coming across the black and white screen because Hollywood has evolved over the decades. So they, they sort of think that technology as we know it now has been in a level of stasis. You ask them, okay, who remembers a rotary phone? Who remembers that push-button phone? Who knows what the landline is? How old were you when the cell phones came out? Okay, that did not all exist back in the day. And another thing that the uh, professors were teaching, aside from the Backwards. Let me look at my notes here real quick. Putting the history. I mentioned this already. History of the Democrat being plastered onto the Republicans. Lincoln being a uh, Republican, being framed as a Democrat. And it's pretty crazy. Some of the people that come out of here, like one kid, it, he was, oh, I'm so offended. When one of the uh, professors mentioned something, he said next to me, and I said, welcome to life. It's not meant to be friendly. Or fair. Yeah, exactly. And as adults, we all know that. As 20-somethings, they're being told and taught, unfortunately, like one professor I told him, aren't you supposed to be teaching these kids how to think and not what to think? And he just sort of like, ooh, got that pucker on the lower backside. Well, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you, Dave, on that. Um, because these professors are looking for tenure, they will only do what the institutions are uh, deem passable. So that's what the what to think gets passed on to the next person and the next person. So, you know, there is no fight in these people. They learn and they say what they say with such, um, you know, emphasis that uh, it becomes empirical to them. And then if they get a, you know, many, many people saying this, in spite of the fact in a private survey with the vaccination, as you can see, you can see that there's plenty of fight in people. And that's the whole nature of what people used to do is rebel. And now they don't. Now the rebellers are the people who are trying to get everybody else to replicate, you know, their same behavior. 
Right. And like my wife and myself and a number of our friends and even our neighbors, uh, we did our due diligence to find out what was in that jab to see whether you, or not you, you could not you you couldn't you couldn't determine because it hasn't been disclosed and it wouldn't be released for 75 years so there is no due diligence uh no one has any due diligence about what it is all they can do is watch people you know experience different side effects and we got the data and we aggregated that and we know what it is and we listened to real experts who truly like dr yeden you know that's that's the due diligence so it's all you needed to do to realize that the vax uh was not for you is listen to this radio station that was it Oh, yeah. And also the idea that uh, it's not FDA approved. It's just used to work in the pharmaceutical industry. Well, you're not looking for it, but but see, that's that belies your point is you don't need anything to be FDA approved. That that whole thing is a sham. That's the federal government. That's the Food and Drug Administration. So why why would you care about I put plenty of things in my body that I don't care if they're FDA approved, like certain, you know, tinctures of things that I use, right? And they're not uh, FDA approved. In fact, I would prefer that it isn't FDA approved going into my body. Right. And uh, news from the field of the field of the old man. Uh, keep an eye on esophageal cancer. I know it may be caused by uh, acid reflux and whatnot. Last meeting with the guys, there was five of them that came down with it within a month. Three of them are dead. Commonality amongst the entire plot of guys is Vaccine. they all got the jab. Yep, there you go. Yep. Dave, thanks for the and phone call. No- Thank you, Eddie. It's good to talk to you. All right, call you in the queue. Go ahead. Um, there hello? are two other hello? 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 decisions that I think are really important hello? Hello? for folks hey, to be can aware you hear me? of. Can you hear me? Last week, the court also uh, handed down a decision that undermines um, oh. Many, many decades, if not hundreds of this years of Tim settled Keller. law around tribal sovereignty. And we're Ooh. working with our colleagues in the Senate to look for a legislative path forward oh, to reaffirm uh, tribal jurisdiction to prosecute crimes on tribal lands. And uh, also a, a ruling by the court that undermines the EPA's ability to <laughs> wow. cut That's carbon Melanie emissions, folks. which of course impacts our this ability to fight call. climate change. Tim, Tim um, climate we are change. still working to try to get a reconciliation package passed out of the Senate this I year that will help to address climate change. Uh-huh, but please. we know really that it's urgent, and obviously this uh, Supreme Court decision was folks, a big blow um, to addressing our carbon emissions. So oh, we yes. all are working very hard Thank to you. understand a carbon path emissions. forward. But at the end of the day, all of us, you know, are a part of this democracy, myself included, not only as your representative, but also as an advocate for our communities. And I believe strongly we have to turn our anger and our frustration into action. And New Mexico is so fortunate to have an incredible set of leaders that care deeply about our communities and are working at the legislative and gubernatorial uh, role. Um, to help protect our community's rights. And so we need to make sure that our voices yes. are heard in Congress, in the murders. Senate, in our state Crime legislatures, rampant. and, of course, at the ballot box. Yeah. So we've got a go. lot of work to do, and I just want I you know. all to know that I am here to serve our communities and to address your needs. Yep. And I'm looking forward to hearing from all of you tonight. And uh-huh. so I'm going to turn it back to Ebony, and we're going to open the phone line so that you can ask your questions, wow. and we'll do our best to answer them. Thanks, everyone. I'll stay on the phone line. I'll begin to open the phone Thank line. you, Congresswoman. For those of you just joining us, uh-huh. if you'd like to ask Congresswoman Melanie Stansbury a question, press star three. 
Again, that's star three to ask a question. The Access Live event operator has been notified that you wish to ask a question. Bessie, you're live with Congresswoman Sansbury. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Hmm. Can you guys hear me? Can't hear anything coming back. Congresswoman uh, Stansberry, uh, we have 73 murders. Did you here. say Becky? Okay. Bessie. Bessie. Okay. Sorry. I thought you said Becky. Um, I watched a... You have already been placed into the question and answer queue. If you wish to be removed from the queue, please press 1 to confirm or 2 to cancel. Text me a number. Or text me a question that you want to ask Melanie Stansberry. Let's see what we got. You have not been removed from the question queue. I always voted Democrat, but I will be writing in Marianne Williamson in 2024. I will not vote for another Democrat again because they have been doing nothing for us. Bessie, thank you so much for your comment. Uh, one, I, I obviously I uh, I respect your feedback, and um, I know people are very frustrated and frightened and upset right now. Um, it has been difficult Please to pick me, pick me, pick address me. many of the issues that the American public overwhelmingly supports because. Uh, we do not have a true majority in the Senate. So right now the Senate is split 50-50, and in order to pass meaningful legislation, we have to hit the 60-vote threshold. And that is why we were unable to pass many of the pieces of legislation that we care about this year, including on voting rights, the Roe versus Wade codification, and many other issues. And the House of Representatives has been passing hundreds of bills over the last year, but unfortunately those bills make it over the Senate and they're stuck I understand the frustration. I feel the frustration every single day. I can tell all of you that (sighs) myself and other members of the House do everything we can to push the Senate as far as we can. Mm. On the week we came back into session after the Supreme Court decision was leaked, members of the House and I even went to the Senate floor to um, protest the Senate's um, uh, debate of that bill. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, we can only take the process as far as we can take it in the House. And so I take your frustration, I understand it, and we will keep fighting and pushing the Senate as hard as we can. I know many people's question is, well, what do we do next? And that is why this upcoming election is so important to vote whatever is on your heart and mind to make sure that, you know, we have representatives in both the House and the Senate who really reflect the values of our communities. So I appreciate the feedback and Ebony, back to you. valueless community. Thank you, Congresswoman. To ask Congresswoman Stansbury a question, press star three on your phone. Again, you have already been placed into the question and answer queue. If you wish to be removed from the queue, please press one to confirm or two to cancel. You have not been removed from the question queue. And um, to say that if you weren't a congresswoman, you should definitely run for Miss America, because I think you're a a real attractive person. Hey, what's up, bro? I'm getting stoned over here. 
You're so kind of a hot redhead. I kind of like the don't white girls now. I got them under control. I'll be the community's <laughs> babysitter. She got something in store for wow. us. Wow. She's getting people to hit on her on her community well, call. Thank you for that comment. Wow. <laughs> thank you. She um, doesn't fly that way, bro. What's up, bro? Where's your radar? The question was about getting youth involved. And since others must, might be interested in that question, I'll, I'll go ahead and answer that question as well. But appreciate the comment. So the question was, how do we get more youth involved? How do we and get the youth involved? One of the things that we've been trying to do through our office is I really see, you know, a congressional office is not just there to represent the people in Congress, but it's, it's also there to be serve closer to my parents who live in Maryland. And it's also a place to train our future leaders. Uh-huh. And so yes. we call our office an incubator for oh, future leaders where you uh, kill in babies. New Mexico. You call it so an we incubator, have a very but you kill babies. Intern program. Yes. It runs on a trimester. Uh, and trimester. We, also, we um, are actually accepting trimester. applications for interns for the fall. <laughs> so funny. So if there's any young you people. Use the word trimester and incubator, but you murder babies in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, we are taking intern uh, applications wow. for the fall. Remember right what now. I was just telling you guys? I was just literally telling you guys about how she. Um, hello? Hello? Can I have your first and last name, please? Yeah, it's Eddie Aragon. Eddie, where are you from? <laughs> Albuquerque, New Mexico, 12th generation. Nice. Okay. What is your question? Uh, it's a two-part question. Uh, interesting use of the incubator and trimester uh, there, Melanie. Congresswoman Stansberry. The two-part question, we have 73 murders in Albuquerque. How are you addressing that? And why does New Mexico now become a safe haven moving an abortion clinic from Mississippi all the way here to New Mexico? Okay. Okay. Uh- Okay, hold on. Sorry. So, 73 murders in Albuquerque. That's correct. Yep. Two over the weekend. And, and we are at 71 over the weekend. I'd like for her to address what she's doing federally to reduce crime here in the city of Albuquerque. Okay. What resources can she bring? How is she helping Tim Keller combat crime here in the city of Albuquerque? Well, I mean, we're going to hit another record here, third year in a row. Okay. And is there. Did you have another one? You said two part question. So the it was about yeah. Was uh, we you're we're now a safe haven for abortions here oh, in the yeah. the state of New Mexico. And I know where she stands mm-hmm. on that, but you know the irony isn't lost upon us here, uh, given the number of murders that we have here. And then of course you know on top of that, this whole thing with becoming a safe haven, move, moving a abortion clinic from Mississippi to the state of New Mexico. Okay, perfect. Um, okay, Eddie, I'm going to go ahead and put you back into the conversation. If you hear your name, she'll take you live on the call. Oh, I thought I was addressing her right now. Oh, everybody. Oh, oh. no. <laughs> Are people allowed to hit on her during her congr- I mean, that was disgusting. <laughs> Was it was that no. ridiculous? I, I mean, what about decorum? Oh is there gosh. any sort of decorum allowed in here? I mean, to actually hit on a congresswoman by a phone line—that uh, was that was gross. Wow, I did not hear. See, I'm in the screening room, so I can't even hear the conversation happening. That is incredible. You wow. heard that? You didn't hear that? No. Yeah, the I, previous I guy, uh, Beto from the South Valley, wanted to become uh, wanted to hook up with her, and he said that he would babysit her kids. Oh my gosh! That's oh who. That's boy. who you let through. But I guarantee, 
once you put my once you put my question in front of them, it will not They'll get stick to your question. <laughs> they they won't let it through. They're not going to let me in. Guaranteed. They already know who I am. Oh, oh, they do. Oh, okay. Well, Eddie, I'm trying. All I can do is put your name, your question. What's and... your name, sweetheart? Uh, my name's Jamie. Jamie, thank you so much. Do your best. Yeah. Are we gonna, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna uh, yeah, we'll do this. Thank you. Yeah, sometimes when yeah, sometimes when you get these people in here, they ask. Then I have no idea what they actually say live. So oh well, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I'm just going to you know, I'm, that's exactly what I'm going to ask her. Unless you know, perfect. I get something else. Okay, Eddie. Will you take care and good luck? Well, can I stay on? Yeah, I'm going to put you back in the oh, conversation. Okay. okay. So you're you're right. still in the queue for your question. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Uh huh idea of changing the way the court is constructed but oh. right now there's not a consensus on what that would look like so and with 13 justices you I know, know exactly you were probably what it would look like and saying it was a simple question but uh, i think that there's more thinking activism and political building that has to be done before oh. we come to a clear yes, consensus what protests, on what lady. changes to the court might be warranted <sighs> It's a really important question for the future of our democracy. So I really stop appreciate talking you about democracy. It. Ebony, back to you. Ebony, thank you, Congresswoman. Ebony. Great question, Donald. Please press star three on your phone to ask Congresswoman Sandra a question. Again, that's star three on your phone. Next, we have Vicky from Albuquerque on the line. Oh, not Vicky, Eddie from us? Albuquerque. <laughs> I am. I am. Thank you so much for oh, taking my call. So much. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, um, the, I I understand mm -hmm. focusing on the youth, and the and youth. I appreciate that because I was one at one time. Oh, look at you! You I, grew up. Uh, were you a, Were you also a fetus at one point? I'm 55 right now. Oh, and you don't sound I, it. The number of people that I hear that have just said they've checked out, like like you had a previous caller that <laughs> said that she's just not voting Democrat. And I get it. I, I I think at one point there was Ross Perot that split the party. But Ugh. but now I think the time to focus on the youth is great, but there are so many older voters that are just I wanna I wanna find out how that I can make a difference to to bring us, you know, to the party. Yeah. Yeah. I wanna find out what I, what can I do? Can I hold a fundraiser? Uh, I don't know. Ham sandwiches. Thank you so much, Vicky. Coffee, Sorry, I had trouble finding the mute donuts. button here. Um, you know, it's, can't find uh, the mute button, but I'm going to tell you what to do. On youth, and the previous question is because it was specifically what had been teed up as a question to be asked um, by that caller. But um, you know, we're doing this call in oh. our official capacity oh. as a congresswoman using our congressional oh. resources. So we're going to focus primarily on the policy work that we're doing, as opposed to oh. um, the electoral That's side of the equation. Get off the radio. Um, you know, more. Uh, you me. work but one party our state is also heavily focused on wow. issues that include you know engaging people of all ages making sure that we are caring for people at all stages of life and addressing their needs at all stages of life I think that there is a high level of frustration right now because we're coming uh, out of a two-year pandemic. Our economy, on, economy is terribly disrupted right now. Many of us have 
you know, fatigue from working in hybrid and remote environments. Of course, people have been transitioning in and out of the workforce. And so I think there's just a very high level of frustration and anxiety in general, um, not just in the United States, but all over the world. And it's, I think, manifest, especially in politics right now, because there was, you know, a lot of hope that in a transition in our government that we would see a major betterment of our lives. And I think it's important to, you know, put things in perspective that, over the last year and a half, you know, we have come out of, for the most part, obviously, we still have high COVID cases, but a less virulent set of strains right now. But we really are still struggling to recover from the global disruptions of this pandemic. And, um, and you know, we as lawmakers, as leaders, are doing the best that we can to mitigate those impacts and to support our communities by passing legislation, by providing supports like what was included in the American Recovery Plan, in the infrastructure bill, and these other bills that we've passed, the president's budget. And I think by and large, those supports have helped people get through this very difficult time um, with, you know, not as much um, difficulty as, for example, happened, you know, in the Great Depression. But we're still living in really difficult times and people are very frustrated and checked out. So I think in terms of things that individuals can do in our community to get involved in the process, I think getting involved in um, supporting local lawmakers um, and bringing good ideas to them is something that you can do. You can get involved in the electoral process, whatever your politics are. Um, I know that's how a lot of people are channeling their energy and frustration right now. And also volunteerism. You know, um, we have a lot of challenges in our community. And so folks getting involved in the community and doing their part is also important. But if you are interested in the political and electoral side of things, um, please contact us through our campaign or or elsewise. Um, But really appreciate the question. All right, back to you, Ebony. Thank you, Congresswoman. Our next question comes from Kieran in Moriarty. Damn it. Kieran, you're live with Congresswoman Stansberry. Come on, be the Kieran I want. Hi, Congresswoman Stansberry. Thank you for taking the time today, and thank you for taking my question. My question primarily is about water security within Torrance County, Central New Mexico. We're surrounded oh. by such large farm and ranch areas. They're well drilling. All right, folks. We're going to end this charade they call Congress. Just wish we had a good candidate to replace that. We don't. We're running retreads. Former office director for Gary King. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We're going to go straight to Bill O'Reilly, who's waiting in the wings right here on AM 1600 Lonely boy loves you. 